Yo, 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 it's your boy JTG, a.k.a. The Radiator Man, because you know your boy stays with that heat, and you're listening to Marking Out. Wait for it. Wait for it. Cheer! This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we Marking Out, y'all. We're Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out, episode 239. You can go buy our t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. Twitter, go follow us at out. You can go follow me, your host for this show, one of your co-hosts, Dave the Rave. Go follow me at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. And I am alongside Brandon. You can go follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome as always. How was uh, how was your interesting week? It was good. It was a good week. I mean, it was full. It was. I was on the computer a lot, trying to stay up to date with everything going on with pro wrestling. There was a lot happening where I felt like I kept on trying to refresh just to get an update on some uh, situations. Outside of pro wrestling, can we talk about your uh, comic book experience, your comic show yeah, experience? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I just need um, to know this culture. <laughs> no, no, for sure. Um, all right, so on Saturdays, they usually have a farmer's market, and I was very bored. I uh, School didn't start yet, so I decided I was going to get out of my apartment and go for the walk. And I walked by a comic book store. You never made it to the farmer's market? No. No, I did. <laughs> oh, you I did or didn't? Yeah. No, I did. I did. Okay. I walked around the farmer's market a little bit. Um, and I've always been curious with Dungeons and Dragons because uh, <laughs> it's always been interesting because it's, a kind of, it's all fantasy and it's fun. Um, but then I saw an episode of Community and where they played up that Dungeons and Dragons uh, I think there's two episodes where they play that, but so that piqued my interest because recently I was catching up on Community, and I was just like, all right, maybe let's give this a try because I can't play video games at all um, because I'll I'll get addicted to something like a, a video game on a computer or whatever. I'll get addicted, um, and then I'll never leave my apartment. So I walked into this comic book store. Uh, well, it was a board game store. Not a comic book a store. Board, a board game store. Yeah, a board game store where what specifically board games like all the different variations of Cards Against Humanity. Um, really, that's sold in stores. Yeah, they sell that in the store. They sell a bunch of other like I was looking at their stock. Like they had a lot of like uh, board games from Europe and just like hard to find board games. So it was very a board game from Europe. They had a bunch. I didn't really look at it in detail, but like, they had a bunch of them. Like Some S- of them. S&M Monopoly or something? No. no. <laughs> I actually didn't see – I don't think I saw Monopoly in there. Loaded questions? Did you see that? Mm, I don't know. I actually think so. Um, all right. So I walk in and I ask them about Dungeons & Dragons. And I look on a sheet. I see that they meet every Wednesday and I'm, like, I inquire about it. So they tell me, and it just so happened that the, pe- the group of people that play walked in like maybe 
two minutes behind me. And she was just like, oh, well, this is actually them. So I introduced myself and I'm like, come on back. They're like, so, the claw. No, 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 stop. Um, so they invite me to the back room where there's a dungeon master with his uh, with a border set up, separating all of his work from what you can see. Um, and because the, I guess the dungeon master runs everything. He's the storyteller. He is the person that lets you know if you die, if you die, if what you're going to approach and how you go about it. He pretty much, he controls everything. So he helps me. So they all pretty much sit down. They help me out. They're starting a new uh, story where you have to, where they can't use their characters because they're too high of a level to be used on this one. So they had to create a new character, and I was just going to sit and watch because I couldn't stick around for too long because I was going to head over to Dynasty Pro Wrestling at the Boys and Girls Club in Detroit. <laughs> you did this so, on the way to a wrestling event? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I had to leave early. So I sat down, and I figured I was just going to watch, but they had to create new characters. So they were like, hey, come on, um, sit down, create a character. You'll be great. Have fun. So I was just like, all right. So they helped me create a character and everything. Uh, and we played, uh, we played a good amount of it. And it was just really cool. They give, it's just really cool. It's like playing uh, World of Warcraft, except you have the, um, more of a personal interaction as opposed to communicating with people over the internet. You're communicating with people face to face. I wonder if that game ever leads to hookups. I'm sure it does. I mean, you meet a lot of people, and it's cool because there was at one point where we were in, um, we went, we went to a village, and you had two options. We were given chores to do, or we were given the opportunity to go find this, uh, this lost person, this uh, lost child. Wait, so like the chores, did. like chores, like you had to actually get up and clean no. windows, or no, no. Um, so they gave you like you have two options. So two people go do one thing and then two choose another one. But the thing is, it's just like that, like they showed in the TV show. Like those two uh, players, once they separate the group, you have to go into another room to let the other players play out their story until you meet again. If you do, so that doesn't get like that seems like a lot of time. It it is. It's a lot of time, but there's like a time like it's. I actually played again last night, well yesterday from 6.30 till uh, like 9.45 we started, we wrapped it up. So, and it really goes by quickly because you're, you're trying to uh, critically think about everything and you have to say like, the per they'll say, all right, this person's doing this, what do you do? And you could say anything, you say, I question, I'm, at, I'm asking you about this, but you're actually like, if there's a vendor the dungeon master will act as the vendor. So you're like, what do you sell here? What's your most popular item? And they'll respond to you with as appropriate to the story and with whatever they have, whether it's I don't understand. Who's making who makes up the story? The the It's master? already No, it's already it's all pre made. It's in the game? Like what I don't understand. Is this a yeah, board game? This is a board game. Well it's not really yeah, it's So there's, there's just like tons of other people who already played these scenarios? Yeah. Yes, but I think this one was just released, so not really. 
So everyone's pretty much playing it all at the same time right now. I always thought somebody like sat there writing their own story. Oh, I mean, they do. They said that they do have that option where there are Dungeons and Dragons games where they do. Um, it's a create your own where you can play that. But the ones that we're doing are, I think it's Expedition and something else, where it's actually like a full book of scenarios. I haven't looked through it or anything like that, so I don't know how it's uh, diced out, but it's based on everything that you do, something happens. So like if you walk by a uh, closet and you don't open it, then that part of the story isn't told. Or you could say, I walk by and I open it, and something happens. Or you could say you check the doorknob to make sure that it's this and this, that it's not a trap. Can you say and, like, oh, I'm opening this door to leave and never yeah, come back? Can, the other day I was playing – one of the people that were playing with us, it was kind of funny because he was – I guess you're all given um, – well, you're not given, but you choose what kind of um, – I forgot what it's called. But like what moral rank you are, like if you're ethically – if you're like chaotic good, chaotic neutral, if you're good – like how you are as a person and that's how your character how you play your character so the person was chaotic uh, neutral or chaotic so he we walked into this uh, herb shop to try to do some investigation to try to find a certain herb and there was a water fountain with these two girls uh, sitting there and the first thing he does is I walk over to the water fountain and I'm taking it I take a piss in the water fountain and everybody's like, wait, what? And he's like, yep, I'm just taking a piss in the water fountain. Now, how do you decide that? There's like, nothing. He, he, it, like, you picture it, and he just walks over and starts pissing in there. But so, then no, but, like, he, he, the, the guy himself says, oh, my character is now peeing in this fountain? Yeah. You, you, like, say, like, my character is taking a piss in the fountain. And then everybody else, of course, rolls your eyes, and you're like, really? This, you, really? I'd be like, my character's just listening to like, Taylor Swift. You guys could go without me. Yeah, like there was a moment where we were uh, outside of the bar, of a bar, and the guy was he was flirting with the waitress, and he was asking her for uh, certain um, pleasures for money, and but she was, she had, but of course it's just all dudes, and there's no woman actually there. No, no, um, there's the gamekeeper was a woman. She played last time that I played. Um, but, I mean, there, there's been a good amount of women when I've played. The last game I played, there was two of them. This time, it was me, a uh, few uh, grad students, and I think two other people. So, I'm not too sure of their backgrounds outside the game. So it sounds like you had a week. Yeah. Oh, and my name is, uh, you did, my name is Apollo Quinn, uh, and is, I'm a fighter. Mark? I'm a level you say fighter. I'm a mark. That's what you got to say. No, I mean, I pick it for wrestling reason, though. No, but you took it because um, you're a mark. Yes. I'm a marksman because I'm an archer. <laughs> bam roasted. Not a bam but roasted because you're a mark regardless. That's one. ProWrestlingTees.com uh, slash mark and out. Yeah, no, I'm a level one fighter. Uh, and yeah, so it's pretty cool. So, how's, how's your week? Mine was good. Moving on from that, though, to <laughs> fan question or comment. I believe there's both. From Frank saying, LOL. Exclamation point. Dave just could not admit he was wrong about Braun Strowman's name. So, Bam what? Roasted to you. Me? Yeah. How? Because his name was what it was. Yeah, and I was right with it. No, you weren't. This guy Dude. even just wrote in saying you're wrong. 
Yeah, I don't know what you did with the splicing uh, when you were editing the episode, but David, obviously you changed it up a little bit. You were saying that his name previously was Braun Strowman. No, it was it was uh, without oh, the R. What you said on yeah. the show last week. That's because you edited it down. No, nope. you could hear when I edited it down. <laughs> and now you can. Oh, and if, if anybody has suggestions with Dungeons & Dragons, uh, let me know. <laughs> Someone's going to write in saying, yeah, don't play. <laughs> yeah. No, it is, it is a lot of fun. I mean, it, it's good to take yourself out of your norm. Yeah, you could do that with a regular video game. You could yeah, just set, I, you you could know, just set an allotted time. No, I can't. Just set an allotted time limit of when you're allowed to play. I can't. You know that. How many times do we sit in front of the uh, Smack? What is it? Raw, uh, SmackDown versus Raw or whatever it is. WWE 2K. <laughs> How many times do we sit in front of that and it's like, all right, we'll play one game? No, it's never play like that. And, and, and we never I say play. we'll play one game. Well, we we'll always put the marking out championship on the line. And then, yeah, you, but then it's always defended after that. You didn't that. even give me my freaking yeah. rematch, which so. is not right. But Frank goes on to say, also... What do you think will happen when Rowan is ready to come back from being injured? That is a very good question. I actually think that it's going to work out. And I think that you're going to have a very strong monster of a stable, which is very interesting because we really haven't seen that kind of an aspect of a stable in WWE in a very long time where you just have a bunch of uh, chaotic monsters that you don't Yeah, really like the last time that I could – think of is really ministry yeah um and i'm so i'm looking forward to it i think that they will play it up though i can see eric rowan coming in to make the save like act as if like someone's getting attacked and then he comes in or they play up the fact that maybe he's not on their side and then he aligns himself with them i think they're going to go that route i just hope that if when eric rowan is ready to come back and if he does join the Wyatt family and they are growing, that finally one day Virgil will come into WWE again and join the Wyatt family. Well, he's trying to get a spot with New Day now. With New Day? Yeah. Yeah, he posted a video <laughs> asking Apollo for to be a New Day. And it's kind of funny because there's that tweet going out there. Asking of, Apollo, you mark? Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> What's his name? Xavier Woods. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, and, and Xavier Woods is like, nah, bro, on the indies, you told me I'll never make it, right? Yeah, he's, he said that he'll never make it because he's uh, black. So I think, and then Virgil goes on to say, oh, I was just kidding or something like that. But you could definitely believe that he said that to him. Yeah, because I've had so many crazy encounters with Virgil. Yeah, I could definitely see Virgil saying something that uh, ignorant to to. A young wrestler upcoming. Yeah. So. Oh, you'll never make it. Yeah. You gotta get yourself that money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. What, any other questions, or that was it? No, that was it. Very cool. Well, thank you very much, Frank, for that uh, question. If anybody else has a question or a comment or would like to even, if you don't want to post it on the website, if you'd rather tweet it to us or post on our Facebook, we will accept that as well. Um, all right, so let's get on with the podcast. Let's talk about uh, the outside of the ring, outside the ring news. Sound yeah, good? everything everything happened this week. It seemed. Yeah. Uh, I guess one of the bigger things was Zahara. Yeah, Z- Z- Zahara, Zahara, 
Zara. I was, I was saying Zahara, but uh, it was spelled differently. So Zara, Zahara, whatever the whatever her name is, yeah. was released due to some Nazi Instagram it, posts. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, most recently girl. she's known for being the woman that Seth Rollins cheated on his yeah. wife or girlfriend with. Yeah, that we that her the picture of her was leaked. Well, yeah, nude leaked pictures out, and sent out. She was yeah. dating Rollins. She was on NXT with him. Yeah, at, so at it's very. Um, but yeah, like I guess twelve months ago or two years ago or something, she posted uh, Instagram photos of the SWAT sticker. Uh, the SWAT sticker and the um, uh, a, a pony, My Little Pony with with the yeah, art band a, and everything. A, I think it was the, the My Little the, Hitler mustache. pony. Yeah. So it's really funny because people are saying, well, that symbol, it was used as a sign for luck before World War II. It was a sign of luck and everything like that. Even now, it's still a sign of luck depending on the usage of it. But then how are you going to explain the picture of the – the my little Hitler. How are you gonna explain that one? <laughs> Imagine like, that's a real toy. Yeah, right. Like, how do you like? You cannot argue the that for one, and then the other one be like, oh, um, I'm just a I'm a fan of My Little Pony. Yeah. So, so. WWE cut her from the roster. Good she, riddance. And I think she just made her debut like last week or something. Yeah, she was uh, aligned with uh, Solomon Crow. As her, as this his sister or something like that, but you know what? Good riddance. Uh, really teaches you, even if you whatever you believe, whatever whoever you hate, keep it off the internet. Especially if you're a pro wrestler, keep it off the internet. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to your immediate uh, uh, relationships. Don't post it out there for everyone to see because it will bite you in the butt when you do get. Uh, go for a job. So, yeah. and I, I guess it's a, it would have been a publicist nightmare if she did remain with the company. How do you explain that? Right. So, but I, I guess keeping with the whole, I mean, not that Hulk Hogan didn't keep it to himself because he was filmed without yeah, that, yeah, knowledge. Yeah. He was on Good Morning America this week to uh, ask for forgiveness from fans, which I. I mean, I personally forgave him as soon as it came out, but yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I could understand. I could understand where a slip would happen, but it's it's very unfortunate. He does seem very sincere in the interview. But that's the thing, though. The interview itself is like it goes from angle to angle to angle to angle, and it just sounds like it's a cut up piece. It it could be where I mean, where Scott Steiner called him out for it, even. Yeah, and but I mean, there were, he. I think he said like, how much money did he pay? Did his publicist pay Good Morning America to have that? Yeah, but um, I, I mean, I don't think Hulk Hogan's a racist. I I, I don't think he's a racist. Either. I don't know him personally. He yeah. said that he he said uh, based on where he grew up and his upbringings and all his friends, white I mean, or black, that's but how even they still, all how treat each make- other. Like, I still don't see the difference between that and, I mean, even if you say it, I mean, he, the only difference is that he, he was using it out of, out of hate. Right. It wasn't like a, a greeting or anything like that or exactly. you referring to your friend. He, he was using it out of hate. Right. So that's where the entire, um, where the draw factor comes from. Um, talking about 
uh, hate. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about hate. Brandon and I hate fans like this. At a, a WWE event, a fan jumped the barricade and tried to high-five or give a hug to Dean Ambrose on the entrance ramp. And it's so stupid. The guy got arrested, I think, or thrown out. And then you have people tweeting out saying, oh, Dean Ambrose almost got stabbed. Where in not once was a knife ever mentioned. There was no police report on the knife. There was WWE made no statement about an attack. Only one person said that there was a knife. The other video tweeted out had nothing to do with the knife. You can see in the video that there was no knife. He used one hand or she used one hand to climb the barricade. The other sure one was, was a dude. I, it was uh, wide open. So I think that, once again, sources are just insane and fans are just – they got to remain behind that barricade. Yeah, and whether you're at a WWE event or an indie show, don't jump the barricade. Yeah, it's completely disrespectful. Most likely, if you're in the ring with not the best person, you're going to get your butt kicked. And like you're not going to – Even if you're – you could be the biggest fan of Chris Jericho. You could mark out for him all you want. Best wrestler ever. But if you get into that ring, he is going to leave you with a black eye. Like if you go to see Shakespeare in the park or something, you're not about to get up on stage. If you go to see a Broadway show, you're not going on stage with them. Yeah. So why do it at a sporting event? I, let, I guess let people, them do their craft. Although people do go onto the field at baseball games and stuff and streak, but... Yeah. But, I mean, that's the same thing. Fan, just stick... Know your place. It's not in the ring, and it's not on the ramp. It's not when it's not around these wrestlers when you're not supposed to be around these wrestlers. I've been on that. Keep ramp. them alone. You have when you are. <laughs> there was nobody saying I couldn't have been there. So Brandon, you jumped the ramp. <laughs> I, there barricade. was there was no barricade there. It was just the ramp. I just I was like, there's literally nobody here. My dad's like, you want to go? I was like, okay. <laughs> like, like that's a regret. There was that. Um, you didn't have the fist. No, I, yeah, I don't have the fist in it, but you could tell it's that set. Yeah. But um, a regret from that was when at like the entrance area where people actually come out from. Sergeant Slaughter was just chilling there, and I pointed him out to my dad. And my dad's like, "Come on, let's go meet him." I was like, "I like." How are we gonna like? <laughs> yeah, like we're already we're already not supposed to be here. Like, but I have a feeling we could have probably just walked up and met Sergeant Slaughter. I, I really, I really. Feel I have like a that. feeling security would have stopped. I don't us. think there was no there was absolutely after. no security around there. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have risked it either. But I'm. That's... But I'm serious. There was no security anywhere. There were no barricades or anything. So I'm almost certain I could have made it to. Uh, Plus, my dad was wearing a suit. <laughs> Everybody well, can wear suits and get somewhere in life. Talking about barricades, uh, the performance center pretty much had to barricade themselves in from an obsessed fan over the. I don't the, think they were barricading themselves. Well, in, they had but. to. They had to remain inside and lock the doors from this person because this person, uh, an obsessed fan, came to their performance center more than one occasion. They had a. Um, what they had, um, they had one of what is it called where you had to keep a dif- your distance? A restraining order. Yeah, they. Ha- I think they had a restraining order to keep him away from the facility. He was obsessed with, I think, Lita. Um, That's who and, it was. Yeah, it was Lita, not uh, 
That's Mick so James. weird. That's so weird because that like the all the reports said, oh, he was obsessed with one of the female talent, but she wasn't even there that day. Yeah, he was a fan of AJ too, but it was in regards to Lita. Really? Uh, yeah. But it's like they, there's things out there saying that he smeared his feces and urine around, like on the door. And yeah, who is he, Sabu? <laughs> and then this time, like they said, like he had a knife out there. So um, the cops were called. Oh, I should say, who is he, Sabu? Maybe. Yeah, an altercation took place, and he was shot. Because um, he not, charged at the police. Okay, he charged at the police, and he was shot. Now, I'm not too sure if it's a critical wound. I'm not sure that his... It's definitely upsets. not a critical wound. There's definitely no way. It was probably I, just I to keep him it, off. There's no way he's dead. I don't, I don't know. You could nick an, nick an artery. I mean, I don't know where the shot was. I don't... It was probably I think his I did, foot or his leg I or did see that. It was a, I think I saw that he was in critical condition. I think. But I'm not too sure. Um, it's unfortunate because from like... Reading up and everything, he did look like uh, he was just a, a your average obsessed fan. But he may have not been all. He may have not been there mentally. Um, and then there was a time where he was taken. He was taken. I think he he has spent time in a in um, a mental facility at some point in the past. But I'm not too certain about that. Um, but it's just an. A, a, Bad situation. Fans, stop doing this. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It, it really is. That it's unfortunate that it had to take place. That someone, that a fan got shot out of it. But it's unfortunate that like these pro wrestlers, they have to live in fear from their own fans. And uh, I hope with now that they're doing those uh, or that one performance center. Thing that they're doing where you yeah. can pay like 1400 bucks for like the VIP huh. access. I hope there's background checks with that. Yeah, yeah, that's I think they really do have to do a background check. Um, yeah, and luckily with this report, none, no, uh, nobody besides the the fan was injured or harmed in any way. So it really is a, a tough situation for these wrestlers. Yeah. Um, all right, well, talking about a tough situation for someone, uh, Bram. Yeah. Good old Bram. Bram was arrested for domestic violence, uh, which right off the bat, people knew that he was married to Charlotte Flair. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh my God, I hope that doesn't mean he's hitting Charlotte Flair, but I guess they're not together anymore. But then it also, uh, if there was a domestic dispute, Charlotte would be... Um, as per WWE, yeah, is what they per, say. Okay. Do I believe anything? If if uh, if it was Charlotte involved in that, do I believe that WWE would have suspended her? Absolutely not. No. I don't know if we've ever have we seen a female um, suspended by WWE for that sort of uh, conduct. I think Rosa Mendez was. I don't. Remember, I'm almost I don't certain she was. I'm not positive, but. Hmm. All right, so yeah, uh, Bram, no relation to Charlotte right now. I guess they separated a few months back, but still, the guy got anger issues. He needs anger management. This is he. He's suspended by TNA uh, at the current time. And many, and many people forget he was 
in WWE NXT as the Ascension. Yeah. He was released. He was fired from that. He was released. And yeah, what was he released for? He was for attack for um, attacking a uh, police officer, or it was it was something like that where he had a physical altercation with the police officer. He may have been intoxicated, but or he they may have been telling him to stop or something, and he got physically involved. But overall, that he got released. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was once again due to his anger. And dude, um, what? How awkward was Impact Wrestling this week when you have Bram wrestling on television having the commentary talking about how angry Bram is and how he loves to be angry and beat things up and stuff like that. I was yeah. just I was like, oh no. You know when there's things to be like to try to edit? That may have been I, one I of the things I can edit. I don't even know if you can edit something like that. I don't like like that's just yeah. It was it it was the whole match that he, they were basically saying that. But yeah, but so Bram he was arrested. I don't know if he was released yet. I think he's still. He was definitely suspended from suspended from TNA though. Yeah, I think he may still be uh, incarcerated. I don't know though. Um. Yeah. But speaking of incarcerated, mm-hmm. incarcerations and stuff like that. Uh, in 1983, Jimmy Snuka was, uh, was it on trial, I guess? Yeah. For the death of his then-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was released of all charges. Yeah. And then they, they didn't have evidence or whatever to charge yeah, him. Yeah, they had, like, Vince McMahon, uh, went to the, uh, what was it? Uh, as a witness. Yeah. Uh, he was called upon as a witness. Some other wrestlers were witnesses. Um, there's multiple, like, I guess he said that back then that she slipped or something. Or there was something with his story that changed, right? I don't know now because I think that might have been dirt sheet reports. Because All if right. you look at the what it says in his autobiography, it said something like, it was something like, oh, well, I don't really remember what happened. I remember Vince McMahon going in there with a briefcase, talk, doing most of the talking, and that was it. I know I didn't hurt her. Something yeah. like that. I don't know if that's also more dirt sheet stuff. I didn't read his autobiography. Yeah. So, well, for overall... Um, but the Jimmy Snooker was arrested the other yeah. day. Well, back then, the case went cold, so they had nothing. But then recently, after uh, last year, they re- reopened the case. The DA, uh, one of the DAs in Jersey, opened, reopened the case. And they must have seen something that intrigued them about the case. So they started investigating. And I get they, mu- they found something to arrest him with. So now he's being charged with third-degree mu- uh, murder and involuntary manslaughter. And now they say that he might have like dementia, so he won't be able to. Yeah, there's so I mean, he was just uh, last month or two months ago. We were reporting that unfortunately he was found to have uh, cancer. So there's different. I mean, who knows really what to believe with this? Whether or not he can stand trial, whether or not he, if he is found guilty, will they put him in jail? There's many different things. But I guess we're going to be fighting out um, at some point. I think in September. Uh, I think it was September that I they think, said yeah, September twenty first. I think. Yeah. All right. Yeah. September twenty first. 
they are going to trial. So I guess we'll find out then. Yeah, as of now, he was uh, rem- removed from WWE.com and all of that. I think they're Legends removing contract. him. <clears throat> yeah, they suspended his contract, and I think they're removing him from the network as well. So Yeah, so, so as talking of now, about... I was going to say, as of now, nobody jumped off the steel cage. Making yeah, as of right now. Um, talking about lawsuits, um, Cole Cabana and CM Punk, they tried to have, they have that entire million dollar lawsuit with Dr. Uh, Amon. Um, and so their lawyer was trying to get it thrown, that lawsuit thrown out. A judge ruled that the case will continue as, uh, as it should and told that, told both parties to prepare for pre-trial mode and to gather, start gathering up evidence. So... I guess this lawsuit's going to go. This is going to go to see uh, uh, trial and everything. Speaking of lawsuits being tr- thrown out, have, you see this Tom Brady stuff? Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. That's like that's such that I that I know, makes no I know. sense. It really it, he should have been suspended more than four games. First of all, what's bad is that it leaves such a ba- a poor like precedent for the future. Yeah, like, if Tom Brady can do it, why can't and, and then go on to right? win the Super Bowl? Uh, why why can't anyone just do that? And, I mean, what happens? Like, to who the cares Super if they Bowl? get caught? Like, it's it's such the NFL is in such a uh, uh, downward spiral uh, spiral right now because of yeah they have with, the stuff with the brains. Yeah, there's not not well before the brains. There's not what like I don't get it. Why is it once you give these football players money? They start to do all this dumb stuff. Yeah, you, you want to talk about background checks? Why don't stab anybody? Yeah, you could stab anybody, beat your but, girlfriend. Dude, that the guy from the Jets had his little kid in the car with drugs with a gun. Uh, I mean, it's just absurd and disgusting. So, and then, like you said, with the concussions, and now they have that new uh, trailer that came out with, for the new movie, the Will, the Will Smith movie about yeah. concussions in football. It's it really is a dark time for the NFL, but get your act together. Control these people. And I think uh, that makes no sense. The, the judge obviously had Tom Brady on his like fantasy team or something. Oh, yeah, I, definitely, <laughs> without a doubt. I can't have him missing four games on my fantasy team. Yeah, I I don't get that at all. That just like and I, I really don't care about football at all, but that really pisses me off that you're allowed to do basically anything you want because you're Tom Brady. Yeah, I know. Um, so talking about, yeah, I got, I had a segue, but you got a segue. <laughs> I don't have a segue, but speaking oh, of, talking about speaking about being about, repackaged. Um, <laughs> what? I was no. gonna go with fantasy. Now you mentioned uh, uh, fantasy team. I was gonna talk about uh, fantasy booking. What is so, that? So, well, talking about fantasy booking, uh, dream match for some people. Is going to be taking place at MSG. Oh. Big Show will be taking on Brock Lesnar. Listen, no. that's not. I mean, that's <laughs> listen for it being Brock Lesnar's big return match to Madison Square Garden since probably 2004. It has to be since 2004, since WrestleMania 20. Yeah, he hasn't been back. It's not that bad of a matchup to put him against Brock Lesnar. It's not Bo Dallas, thankfully. I would like no offense, no offense to Bo Dallas. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, show. but that's the thing. Like, you you have Madison Square Garden, and it's going to be like uh, on the WWE Network. You want a bigger main event type of a match. 
Do you? They gave you Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar in Japan. That I still don't understand. You could have easily done Bo Dallas versus Brock Lesnar. And I don't understand that, but I, I don't, Madison I don't Square get Garden the show stuff though. I don't know. I'm okay. I'm more. I mean, like when I first saw it, I was like, oh come on. Yeah. But I'd rather watch that than having to sit through Randy Orton versus Sheamus, which is probably also going to be happening. I'd rather take use both of those time periods to go to the bathroom, check out the WWE shop and stuff like that. You have John but, Cena versus Seth Rollins for the United States Championship. Which That's, should be really good. That we won't know who is the champion until after Night of Champions. That's we have, true. We have Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev. We got Mark Henry, Stardust. We got the Bella Twins, and I guess maybe Alicia Fox. Now, New Day will be there, mm-hmm. as will Dudley Boys, making their huge return to Madison Square Garden. I assume it's going to be Dudley's versus New Day and Stardust versus Mark Henry or something. Yeah. But as for the match that David is trying to introduce... Go for it. We got Chris Jericho... Celebrating his 25 years in the wrestling industry, taking on Kevin Owens. Yeah, so I think that's a little dream matchup for some. Uh, I think that's going to be a really good match. If any, I mean, especially because we, who doesn't remember Chris Jericho versus Daniel Bryan and all of? I mean, right, that's still Chris one of Jericho my favorite matches. Was yeah. from that very first episode of NXT was Jericho. Chris Jericho versus- can, and even his more recent. I mean, with Luke Harper. Uh, Chris Jericho knows how to, to roll with these uh, newer wrestlers in the WWE. Yeah, and it's it's cool because when they announced, oh, Jericho's going to be at the Garden, and then they announced that it's going to be on WWE Network, I was like, I really hope there's like a really cool opponent for Chris Jericho, and it doesn't just turn out to be somebody like yeah. Adam Rose or Big Show. would have or, been cool if it was Finn Balor, too. I mean, I would have been fought perfectly fine if it was... Adam Rose, given the fact that... Yeah, why not? They, they probably could put on a good match. Right, given the fact that it's Jericho and they could put on a good match if they were going to give the time for that match. That it, it could always be uh, Lion Salt, Lion Tamer, and the match, or Walter Jericho, which one? Right, so that's... I wasn't, I wasn't hoping for that. I was hoping yeah. for an actual match. So with Kevin Owens being here in this event, hopefully that's going to be... And it's funny because it's a New York crowd, so you still you don't know because uh, literally right across the street is where Ring of Honor ran tons of times. Exactly with Kevin well, Steen, yeah. so, and then Chris Jericho. I'm sure he'll he's not playing heel. I'm sure. No, you mentioned Adam Rose before. Uh, yeah, he. I guess he's gonna. He's trying to be repackaged. They're testing out new gimmicks for him. Uh, more most recently, he came out wearing uh, all black tights. Apollo shirt and glasses. Um, I don't know if they're just trying to tease you and get you, just give him uh, ring time to build up to the Wyatt family or whatever, but I think it's fair to say that most people want to see Adam Rose as Leo Kruger in the Wyatt family. So that would be kind of cool too. Think what? about it. Where are you Le- getting that from? Who said, who said anything with Adam Rose in the Wyatt family though? Everyone. That was the big thing. Yeah, but like who, like who officially said it? Nobody, right? I mean, mean? again, who officially? said It was on the sides. It was on the sides. I mean, I I was giving out my opinion about that a long time ago, but the sites were reporting it because we said it. But like, there's still, Uh, yeah, here and there, there's a little bit. I mean, he still tweets out on a very rare occasion. Leo retweet for Leo Kruger favorite Rose. Uh, So that's the thing. I don't want man of the past. I don't want a name change. 
I am A-OK -okay with the name change because we've seen it many times. Look at Brad Maddox. There's many times that you do see a name change. It's normal. It's pro wrestling. Um, I, don't, I don't like it. It has to happen, though. Awesome. But, this, but with Adam, think about it. Leo Kruger, Eric Rowan, Braun Strowman, you got uh, Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper. Five people. That and could be a pretty cool stable. Yeah, so you got Leo Kruger in there with a former Rosebud. Yeah, right? <laughs> but even still, Leo Kruger makes that, like, uh, he's not the big... He's more of the... He's clearly the smallest of yeah, them all. Yeah, he's more of the... I can see him playing the more the smaller psychopathic one. Like that really demented one. While the other ones have that brute strength, he has that like mentality that he just wants to really hurt you bad. What if he's so, like what if he's like my name is Adam Rose, but you could still call me but you can call me Leo. Yeah, right. Maybe. My name is Adam Rose. You just really want them to keep the name. I like the name Adam <laughs> Rose. I, can you not I, change their name in WWE? Two K? No, you can't. Okay, that's why. And I'm I'm a I'm a rosebud, so no, I'm yeah. just kidding. So <laughs> Although uh, I would have bought the shirt if anything else repackaging or Uh yeah, I guess they there's rumors on the dirt sheets saying that Los Matadores are set to be repackaged. It's I don't know how how much repackaging can you give them. I mean Right. <laughs> All of a sudden, Primo and Epico are going to show up again. They're like, "Oh, wait, it's been it's been 15 years since we've seen Primo and Epico." Yeah, I think that, that would be stupid to package them up again. It's like, what happened I, to Fernando? Where, where's Diego? Yeah. Why is El Torito still with them? I mean, they're. I think that their gimmick right now is fine, especially with the tag team division, the way that it's been, and the matches that they've been putting on with uh, all the competitors in that division. I feel like if it's not broken, don't fix it, and I don't think that they're broken. I like you know you know what I mean. Usually, if you want to repackage, just because something really flub, but I don't see that their gimmick has flub. Yeah, I mean, especially because I mean they haven't really given a major shot. To them. No, no, but I mean, it's, but especially with the kick of the tag team division right now, I feel like now would be the worst time. To go about a repackaging for an already established tag team in those matches. Yeah. But uh, speaking of WWE 2K, I guess we might as well talk about that really fast. They officially announced Aiden English and Simon Gotch to be on the roster, as well as Undertaker. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter is going to be in the game, but which is interesting because it's like his USA gear. As opposed to the Iraq or Iran gear. All right, I like the USA slaughter. I mean, I would prefer that as well, but I, it could just be the render. He wants his country back. It could just be the render of that they released, where because underneath it's that same outfit, I think. Yeah. So that's true. Um, yeah, but they released a ton of people: JBL, Harper, Rowan, um, and yeah, it looks Tista, Chris Jericho, Curtis Axel, Dean Ambrose, Edge. Yeah. Uh, Santino, Ryback. The one, the one thing I don't like is the way that they're going about announcing these. Natty Savage. Yeah, that's what was right. really disappointing because I used to really enjoy when, uh, when back when Miz and Eve Torres would do the roster reveals together with, uh, I think Corey Ledesma was doing it with them back then. But uh, I really enjoyed that. And then they took it to SummerSlam Access 
and did it in the ring with like Jerry Lawler, yeah. Jim Ross, or whatever. And Rick still, Miz was there. Up. Yes, and I enjoyed seeing that because you got to see everybody in the game yeah. already here. And but now it's like, oh, render, render, it, render, render, render. I don't match I don't, clip. I feel like they're not putting that much thought into it because you can easily like how Xavier Woods has his weekly weekly uh, YouTube show. You can easily once a week really or maybe after Raw. Since there's nothing going on after Raw anymore, right? I mean, they had just they aired the last uh, episode of Swerved. Okay, so after for Raw, season one, fingers crossed for season two, or even during Raw or something, you could release on YouTube uh, like a weekly show just announcing like ten or twenty new roster members. You'll still get a few uh, multi-thousand views. Um, it just makes no sense to go about it this way, where the only way you see it is really in a cluster like this. Yeah, through IGN every Monday morning. Yeah. Um, Although I, I do think it's cool that the uh, developers of the game have their own YouTube account where they've been kind of posting little things here and there where uh, the now new feature in the game, they have a hair dye feature. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so if you want to make somebody's hair like Seth Rollins, you can do it. That's cool. So I'm a, hopefully it'll work with... Um, facial hair too because there's people out there like uh tamatanga where he has the white streaks with in the black beard so that could work that that could work oh, yeah, really yeah, well yeah. if you're that, allowed to do it in beards i don't know if you're allowed to that would be cool yeah but it's cool they, they showed a video i just tweeted out earlier today of uh zach Ryder and heath slater getting a double f5 Oh, cool! From Brock Lesnar, I don't know what they, right. I don't know what they put on on Ryder's face. It's like really dark stubble. Looks oh, so no. weird. Yeah. Um, but. And talking about developing, the WWE uh, signed four to six. So they say signed four to six uh, indie wrestlers to WWE developmental contracts. Uh, so far, it's been said to be Biff Music and Rich Swan, but then there's other rumors out there that. Alongside Rich Swan and Biff Busick, there's Tommaso Ciampa, Chuck Taylor, Drew Gulak, and Johnny Gargano. And then they're also looking for a Spanish referee, and for that role, they're looking at Bandito Jr. Really? Yeah. Um, and the thing with Chuck Taylor, I they kind need, of... But they need to stop, like, oh, it for does, Spanish referee, because... It does, it does make you, sense, Yeah, though. but... I mean, but then, like, it's like, wanna, oh, we only have this guy hired because he's black. We only have him hired yeah, because he's Chinese I mean, or Asian or whatever that's, he is. That's, I mean, yeah, but don't And they're not good they're referees. Still, they're not good right. referees. So you but need to find good referees. But you know to, that that's why they're doing it. Right, but you need okay. to find... If you if you want that, then you need a referee who it's can It's like work. you're filling you're filling in a roster spot on right. a fantasy team. You need an outfielder. You're going for an outfielder. They need this uh, this race. They're just, going for that. I just think that's dumb because... If you if, I mean if they can't referee good enough, yeah. I mean, I mean, this, I've never seen Bandito Junior referee. I've seen him wrestle. I'm yeah, I've never seen him referee either. Um, but Chuck Taylor, he's on. I kind of had a feeling I feel like that Chuck Taylor's always been like for the longest time rumored. I yeah, he's been for a while because he had a tryout match. He he had a trial run with them or whatever. A tryout match around the same time Gargano did last year, I think. But Chuck Taylor retired, uh, got denied from WWE, and then he went on this retirement tour, which he's currently still on. Uh, he 
started putting together that Best Friends YouTube show with uh, with uh, Trent, and I kind of had a I kind of feel like he's going to be he is signing with the WWE because that makes sense with this entire retirement tour and denying that you're not signed with WWE and everything like that that there's no reason to continue wrestling if you're not going to be signed with the WWE. It just kind of it rings a rings a bell for me where I feel like he is going to get signed and. So, but it's very exciting. Hopefully, there's so many wrestlers that we can list off, I'm sure, that... Well, but with Tommaso Ciampa, though, they were said that he blew his spot, maybe. That's, of yeah. course, just dirt sheets. Yeah, they're saying sites. he had his attitude, or he wanted to get all his spots in against Breeze. Yeah. I, but... I don't buy it. I mean, but then we're going to see some of them in the upcoming uh, Dusty Rhodes tournament. But we'll find out about that later. We'll discuss it because we saw some on NXT. Um, but yeah, I don't buy that. Yeah. But it should. But it is very exciting to see them picking up some of these wrestlers. Hopefully, Tony Nese comes in. Yeah, we should just talk about NXT right now. All right, let's do it. Um, yeah, that was it for outside the renews. Let's go into NXT. Yeah, kick it off. Well, I mean, for NXT, we had Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. In the Dusty Rhodes Classic Tournament, right? Classic? Yeah, t- I, think, I think that's what they're calling it. Yep. Uh, Jason Jordan and Chad Gable defeated um, oh. Adrian... Oh, whoops. The Dusty, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament. Yeah, they defeated Neville and Solomon Crow. Neville, yeah. Neville had come, come in asking Mr. Regal, I want to be part of this. And he goes, you know you're a perfect fit for this. <laughs> and he put him in it, so... Yeah, I'm happy to see Jason Jordan and Chad Gable pick up the victory because we've heard a lot about Shoot Nation being an amateur, having an amateur wrestling background. I am very uh, intrigued with these two, um, so I'm very happy to see them finally being on TV in this match. And it's cool because, like, when would you ever see Neville and Solomon Crow tag that up? Too. And I- let's not forget, Neville's a former champion of NXT, right? Um, and then you also had uh, Baron Corbin and Rhino picking up a victory over the Ascension. Yeah, um, that's a huge tag team right there, Corbin former, and Rhino. Well, I was going to say Ascension, even former the longest reigning NXT yeah. tag team champions. That too, already out in the first round. Yeah, but Corbin and Rhino, another thrown together team because they hate each other. I I, I love the thrown to, uh, thrown together teams. What is it? Strange bedfellows. Uh, with the raw roulette, yeah, those were always the the best. Where they just randomly threw together a tag team of pe- two people that usually hated each other. Um, so the backstage segment, you also had two wrestlers talking to William Regal. Those two being Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, they were pretty. Regal was introducing them, saying how excited they are. Uh, he is to have them. And how they're going to be a part of this Dusty Rhodes Invitational. Uh, Invitational? Yeah, whatever. Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Tyler Breeze walked in on them and pretty much put them all down. So I guess next week we're going to see Gargano and Ciampa in this tournament facing off against Breeze and whoever uh, his tag team partner is. But I'm a fan of this. It's good. It's a great way to fill in uh, the time slot uh, time slot of NXT right now. Yeah, and it's good to fill it up with talent too. That yeah, you know, um, to sit through hours of Dana Brooke. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, 
Anything else NXT wise? No, just go buy the tickets all over America, all over United Kingdom. Yeah, go see them. UK, it's going to be outstanding in the UK, especially with how Raw is always. Whenever they're in the UK, it's one of my. It's it's up there for my favorite crowd to watch Raw uh, with. So that would be fun. Um. I think that's all the outside the ring news that we have. I mean, that wasn't outside the ring news at all. <laughs> and I guess we right, officially moved. Yeah, we moved on to actual wrestling. Uh, you want to do Bola? Um, we could do Bola or TNA. Let's cover Bola. Okay. Uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla had their yearly event, Bola Best of Los Angeles 2015. Battle, isn't it? Battle, oh, battle, battle, battle. Best. Yeah, battle. Sorry. Thank you. Um, on look night, at, what's that? I was going to say, look at that. <laughs> yeah, right? You corrected. Um, all right, so night one, they had a bunch of things going on, a bunch of matches. Each night, it was a t- your uh, typical talent, uh, typical tournament fashion. Yeah, elimination style rounds. Yeah, Trent uh, and Andrew, some of the things to note, Trent and Andrew Everett were both eliminated that first night, which I think that I was surprised with because Andrew Everett, I really thought he had a shot at going all the way, or at least making it to the next round. Yeah. Uh, on the second night, though, we saw Phoenix and Aerostar defeat Drago and Pentagon Jr. I know everyone was going crazy for this match. Yeah, they're saying that people were actually throwing money into the ring at this match because it was that good. Um, yeah, you also had Zack Sabre Jr. pick up a victory over Ricochet to advance. Yeah, uh, also um, Marty Skrull, Jack Evans, Chris Hero, Tommy End, uh, and Mike Bailey went on to compete on night three for Bola. Yeah, and then on night three, um, after all was said and done, you had a triple threat to determine who the actual winner of the tournament was. It's a triple threat elimination, right? Yes, triple threat elimination. You had Chris Hero... Versus Mike Bailey versus Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Chris Hero picked up the victory by, well, Chris Hero pinned Mike Bailey, but then following pinning him, Zack Sabre Jr. made Chris Hero tap out. The right so, man won. Yeah, so your champion, your pro, uh, PWG Bola champion is Zack Sabre Jr. Um, throughout the other, through, uh, in between tournament, you also had Young Bucks. And Super Dragon teaming up. You had Drew Gall- uh, Drew Galloway competing. He he's another wrestler that lost in that first uh, night that I was surprised at. But you had a ton of wrestlers. Brian Cage, and usually they stick around and keep on intertwining tag team matches, etc. So, um, following up with pro wrestling results. Now TNA. Uh yeah, let's let's go. do TNA Impact for results. Well, actually. Why not go in like date order? Even though we did, oh, I we can. I'm not too sure if it's date order. We Actually, go to Dynasty. Oh right, yeah, the rest is date order. Uh, yeah, Dynasty Pro Wrestling took place in Troy, New York. So did uh, you get there late because of your D and D? No, no, no. I got there. The event start, doors open at five. I got there at six. Uh, no, doors open at five. I got there like five thirty. And did you uh, walk there? Yeah. Were you like, oh, I have to cast a spell on me leaving? No, I had I had to go back home first. Oh, to go back home first. So I left that, went home, and then went over there. But um, they had a tournament to declare their first ever dynasty champion. 
this was a huge tournament taking place the entire night. You saw Wolfgar, Chris Envy, Ben Ortiz, the Beast, uh, Kyle Bread, Travis Dorian, uh, Captain Wayno, and a ton more uh, competing in this tournament. And you had the finals taking place. It all came down to Mike Orlando taking on Mike Verna uh, for that to see who was going to become that first Dynasty champion. And your winner of the match, Mike Verna. Uh, the crowd was very unhappy with this because Mike Verna was he's the ultra heel, and Mike Orlando is the fan favorite. Verner just he during the night earlier, Verna was attacking uh, Captain Wayno, uh, another fan fa uh, favorite, um, and just complete heel picked up the victory, first champion. But congratulations to Mike Verna. Definitely, yeah. you cannot say that it's not deserving because we're seeing his name pop up all over the place, and we've seen him before, and he's very talented. Absolutely. But, and um, it's not going to be over with him and Verna because after the match, Verna went to attack Mike Orlando, but he missed. Mike Orlando got the upper hand, and he celebrated with the championship. So I think down the line, their next event's going to be in October. We're going to be seeing Mike Orlando take it on Mike Verna in a rematch. Um, and there was another match. You want to talk about the other match? What, other matches or what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we saw Fundus. Uh, you saw Fundus. Defeated um, Aiden Andrews with Bull Hightower. Mm -hmm. This match was going to be what? A gauntlet match? Originally, it was not. But then after uh, Fundus picked up the victory, it w Bull Hightower just hit the ring and beat the crap out of him. The announcer, the ring announcer said that this has now been become a gauntlet match. So Bull Hightower just really tore him apart. If you don't know Bull Hightower, go check him out. He's, uh, he's a monster to be reckoned with in pro wrestling. And he picked up the victory over Fundus, winning that gauntlet-style match. You also saw Fox Vineyard pick up the victory against Talon and hybrid Sean Carr. Yeah, um, that was a fun match. Pretty much your typical, uh, triple, it was your typical triple threat action. Um, but it was still a lot of fun for the fans. What else did you see? Um, Chuck Deep. He took on he took on his former tag team partner, and he won a tables match. So it's, it's always fun to see a tables match. Um, but I, think, yeah. I think I've seen one tables match, or I guess one and a half, kind of, because I, the I think that, I've seen a few. I don't know if I have. I know. I think we saw one in two thousand one at that Raw show with the Dudley Boys versus X Factor, maybe. That was always one of my favorite tag teams, X Factor. X Factor. Yeah, because yeah. they came out with Uncle Cracker as their theme song, even though it wasn't very, officially. Very, very underrated tag team. Yeah, just incredible. X Pac and Albert. Albert, yeah. Hey, are um, you dealing with the X Factor? <laughs> yeah. So. What else did you see there? Um, and that was it. The main main takeaway: Mike Verna is your first ever Dynasty champion. Moving on to the Sanctuary. Out in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, Sanctuary Fire Rises took place. Yeah, it was a great event to watch on YouTube for free. Uh, more people, come on, get on this. It's pro wrestling for free. It's not ninety nine ninety nine. It's not fourteen ninety nine. It's not even ninety nine cents. 
No, it's for I, free. I like, how, I like how you went up in price. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, get on YouTube. Whenever they have an event, they post the live feed on YouTube. The feed is very good quality. Yeah, it's clear. Um, it's crisp. Yeah, it's definitely a big improvement from their, their first show to now. You can really see the time and effort that they are putting into this quality of the product that they're putting on YouTube. And it's definitely worth your time to check it out. Um, the show kicked off with Jordan Ali picking up a victory over Travis Dorian. Now, in the uh, by DQ, in the previous at the previous event, Travis Dorian actually hit his head on one of the turnbuckles, and ever since then they used to be best friends, but he's just not all there. Something is going on with Travis Dorian, and mentally, once he hit his head, something's going on there. But during the match, Jordan Ali, uh, the referee was knocked out. Jordan Ali went to get a chair. He was going to hit Travis Dorian over the head with the chair and really add to that damage already done by that turnbuckle at the last event. But Travis Dorian nailed, just rocked him with a flying forearm into the chair, into Jordan Ali's face. He was going to pick up the victory, but the referee didn't know what happened. He assumed that Travis Dorian hit Jordan Ali with the chair and DQ'd him. So that's unfortunate, but hey, I, I, at least Travis Dorian did get hit in that in his head again with the chair. I mean, that would have been really bad. Yeah. Uh, we, you also watched it. You watched the whole event. You saw Sons of Hardcore, Tom North and Mitchell Vallon, pick up the victory and defeat Jay Enterprise. Yeah, uh, Prince of Athletics, Gibbs, and Callahan. Uh, good, good match. Uh, it was good back and forth battle. Following the match, though, uh, Callahan Gibbs got into a little bit of an altercation. They were blaming who, who, whose fault it was to for that loss. So Hugh Bull Hightower, he hits the ring, and he pretty much goes to Gibbs. He's like, "Listen, you you need some muscle, and Callahan's not doing the doing what you need him to do. You're not. He's not doing what you're paying him for." So he kind of tries to le uh, get his way into that job position, make some money for himself. Yeah. But Elder Martin hits the ring. You hear the doorbell. The entire uh, Book of Mormon song hits. Elder Martin hits the ring, and you have a triple threat match. Elder Martin picked up the victory in that one. Um, he he did. Uh, what did he do? He he got some help from the high, from a higher power, but yeah. And they are, of course, in an old converted church. Yeah. So maybe there is something there. Yeah. Oh, and then Elder Martin got attacked by Johnny Moran after that match. So we shall see if this continues with anything, and we'll see if Bull Hightower is going to be with Jay Enterprise. Yeah. The Graysons picked up the victory against Upstate Coalition. Yeah. You also had Keita Murray pick up a victory over Kid Motorella. And uh, the Sanctuary Champion, the God King Ah 2 defeated Kit Raph. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kit Raph was running his mouth a lot, and he wrote a check that he couldn't quite cash. He actually knew that he wrote that, too. He was trying to get out of this match during the match. I mean, I would try to have gotten out of this match from the start. I, I would have left that arena. Uh, well, that church. But well, It's an arena. You could say it's yeah, an arena. an arena. Um, you also had Supreme League Great. He challenged uh, Jay George to a match. 
Jay George took on him and picked up the victory. So I guess we're going to see if that plays out into anything. And uh, supremely great. This is was his comeback from after uh, retiring. So cool stuff there. And the main event saw TDS teaming up with Jason King to defeat Too Hot Steve Scott and Mike Orlando to to, to uh, retain the tag team championships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then after the match, the Graysons, uh, very cocky, these two. Uh, they come out, they're, they're pretty much based off of Robin from uh, from uh, Batman. Oh, the Graysons, okay. Yeah, the, yeah. Grace, the flying Graysons. Uh, so they came out to make the save because Orlando and Scott were getting ready to really rock TDS and uh, Jason King. Come out to make the save. They clear the ring. They're left standing in the ring with TDS and King. And they turn on them, whacking them with their chairs. And that's it. They ended up shaking hands with Mike Orlando and Too Hot Steve Scott. So you really, I mean, these are newcomers, very young tag team, go, choosing to align themselves with Mike Orlando and Too Hot Steve Scott as opposed to uh, veterans of the ring, Jason King and TDS. Yeah. So that's going to be a big fallout from that. Um, and we'll keep you updated on their future events, but definitely go check them out, Sanctuary Pro. Um, yeah, go find them on Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Yeah, and uh, moving on now to uh, TNA. I know we've been putting this off. Yeah, but uh, it's not something – but this week we actually don't want to put it off because of what took place. Yeah, for, for a few weeks it's been Global Force Wrestling versus TNA Wrestling. And uh, this week – P.J. Black put the King of the Mountain Championship on the line against Bobby Roode, and Bobby Roode actually picked up the victory there. So he's the new King of the Mountain Champion, which I don't like because I feel like in order to win that match, you should have to compete in a King of the Mountain match. Thank you. All right, I was about to ask about that because that really that's like being a tag team champion and competing in a singles match like PJ, it doesn't make sense like pj black competed in that king of the mountain match after jeff jarrett said like oh i don't need to be king of the mountain champion anymore find a new champion yeah they went and had themselves a king of the mountain match yeah so, so. just because it's a championship i don't like it's an actual title belt yeah title whatever i don't think that needs to be defended one-on-one -on -one. I, I agree. I think if you're going to give it a special name like that, you have to have it compete, uh, uh, defended in that manner. It's like a hardcore title or whatever. You, you Although have, I guess, I mean, Money in the Bank briefcases have been defended one-on-one. -on -one. But still, I, I think that's... That is, that is true. But that's still more so of like an award rather than a title. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Not really a championship. Um, you also had Trevor Lee and Brian Myers picking up the victory over the Wolves to become the new TNA Tag Team Champions. Yeah, but kind of, it was kind of like a cheap victory here because they uh, GFW were beating down the Wolves and uh, they tried to – Karen, I think it was Karen Jarrett, came out with the, the briefcase. Magnus had a briefcase. He quit TNA. Gave the briefcase from the Feaster Fired match to GFW. Wait, Magnus was on? I'm sorry. No, Magnus wasn't on. Magnus's oh, I thought you said briefcase was on. 
Okay, okay. From Feaster Fired. So he, okay. he must have given his briefcase to GFW. And uh, they tried to cash in the Feaster Fired match. They had the tag team title shot. Uh, Earl Hebner absolutely refused to do it. He got in Jared's face. Jared ended up punching him. He went out. And they they dragged uh, Brian Stifler out, referee Stifler. Hate him. Yeah, and uh, made him referee the match. So at one point, the Wolves did. They came back, and they were they were, looked like they were going to pick up the victory, but GFW just didn't wouldn't let that happen. And new tag team champions, Trevor Lee and Brian Myers. Yeah. Um, and then there was a segment later in the night, right? With yeah. Karen Jarrett. Yeah. Karen, they were all in the ring. They were all talking, blah, blah, blah. This is going to lead to Team TNA versus Team GFW in a lethal lockdown match, I believe. Yeah, it's and I think it's for both. It's for Karen Jarrett's share. No, no, or, not Oh, Karen. Jeff Jarrett's. It's, Jeff it's, Jarrett's. Yeah, it's Jeff Jarrett's majority shares versus Dixie Carter's majority shares of the company because Jeff Jarrett still has majority ownership in TNA. Oh, so this is for their TNA shares. This isn't like Jared's shares of Global Force or anything like that. No, no, it's for TNA. Okay, that's where I was a little bit confused. I thought that this was Jared's GFW stuff versus Dixie's TNA stuff. Yeah, no, so it's going to be Trevor Lee, Brian Myers, Chris Masters, and somebody else who I'm forgetting. Um, Chris Masters, Trevor Lee. Is it Sanjay or no? I don't know. I don't know. And then they're I know take- we're going to hear it and be like, oh, yeah. They're taking on the Wolves, Bobby Lashley, and um, I just had this too. PJ Black? Yeah, probably PJ Black. Okay. And uh, it's it's Drew Galloway also. Drew Galloway's kind of leading the Team TNA thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm very happy with Drew Galloway right now. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So... Have you been watching this product or no? Yeah, I have. Is it living <laughs> up? Is it living up to what you would hope? Story, of a the story. Listen, the matches are okay or or good. Not okay. They're better than okay. They're good. The storylines are just awful. I mean, yeah, you have you have the dollhouse minus Taryn now, I guess, even though she's still on the screen sometimes. And uh, you had the dollhouse, which is now Rebel. Marty and and Jade taking out Velvet Sky and Velvet Sky's like, oh well, I guess you guys are outnumbered. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's three versus one, and uh, they they jump her. All of a sudden, beautiful people's music hits, and Angelina Love and Madison Rain run down to make the save. Very interesting. So now there's the beautiful people again. Oh yeah, did you did you see them uh, show at a WWE live event? They showed Velvet Sky and. Uh, Angelina Love on their Titan on their big screen. At where? At one of the WWE live events. You know when you could tweet something and they'll show you tweet on the big screen. Really? Yeah, they showed a picture of Angelina Love with Velvet Sky as beautiful people up there. So very That's odd. Weird. Yeah, I didn't really get it. Who knows? Maybe signs of the future. Were they at the event? No. No. God, I hope that's not signs of the future. I mean, with Velvet Sky <laughs> being in a relationship with Bully Ray, can I wouldn't rule out Velvet unless I, don't I know, want to one hundred percent rule that out. I don't want her in WWE at all. Yeah. So er, yeah, so that's that. But they had um, Ethan Carter 
picked up the victory, retained the championship against Matt Hardy. That was an awesome match. So if anybody's out there wanting to watch matches, watch that. Yeah, Ethan Carter has been... It's unfortunate because his title reign has been a lot of fun and full of good matches. Yeah. Just because of the... Um, People's quickness to dismiss TNA, I don't know if people are giving him enough of a shot to be as good, like to appear as good as he is. Yeah. If I'm, I'm definitely not seeing that right. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about some upcoming events now. Um, CZW, Down With The Sickness, 2015 in Voorhees, New Jersey, taking place September 12th. You're going to be seeing a ladder match, AR Fox taking on Speedball, Mike Bailey. You got Joey Janela taking on Leo Rush. You got the tag team titles on the line. Team Tremendous looking to defend their titles against La Tabernacle de Team. And they're also going to be having a WSU event, WSU Excellence, at the same place, same date, uh, different time. Uh, WSU Spirit Champion Leva Bates will be defending the title. Yeah, um, a lot of WWE fans will know Levin Bates as Blue Pants. Yeah, well, where apparently NXT people are starting to hate her. Yeah, because she's not under contract, so she's making NXT money, but she's also still allowed to take uh, bookings. She's she's making NXT merch money off of her shirt. She's making NXT merch uh, money off of her appearances. She got to wrestle at or be at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn when many of them did not. Uh, and she gets to take outside bookings. I, I'm fine with it. I think they should yeah, I say, her, I say, Yeah, I say sign her. I mean, if you're not going to sign her, then let her capitalize on it. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, it's not her fault that the company is giving her this much leeway. She might as well. Yeah. I mean, Samoa Joe still has bookings. It's also, it's weird. Like, how does Kevin Steen have merchandise out there still same with finn balor yeah but who's gonna call them out and how does drake younger drake younger have, how does he have merch also that's like it's the weirdest know. thing to me i don't get it yeah gold dust yeah gold but dust maybe too. maybe they are giving some of the profits to wwe i have no idea maybe um you're also going to be seeing the tag team champs chicks using nasty tactics taking on the dollhouse of tna yeah, and the WSU World Champion Cherry Bomb will be taking on Candice LeRae. Yeah, so that should be a fun event to attend in Voorhees, New Jersey on September 12th. But that's not the only event taking place September 12th. Warriors of Wrestling, King of New York, is going to be taking place in Staten Island. Um, there's going to be a huge tournament to figure this out. The brackets are broken up into... Uh, I believe that they're going to be fatal four ways. I don't think that they're limited. Fatal four ways first fall, right? Yeah. All right. I think it may be fatal four ways. But there's a block A, B, C, and D. Um, and these matches are going to consist of Tony Nice, Angel Ortiz, uh, TJ Marconi, Matt Stryker, Jigsaw, Joey Ace, and a ton more. Yeah, you have the WOW No Limits champion Darius Carter taking on Bonesaw Jesse Brooke. Uh, this is the very first time that a female will be challenging for a WOW title. Yeah, you're also going to be having the WOW Tag Team Champions Hostile Collective taking on Absolutely Latino. 
And in a first, I will also assume, is title versus title. WoW champion Rude Boy Riley will be taking on TNA champion Ethan Carter III. It is uh, title for title. Did I say that? I think I did. I believe you did. Yeah. So, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so definitely hit up CZW, hit up Warriors of Wrestling. Yeah, that's um, in Staten Island. Uh, moving to another borough. Brooklyn, New York, we have Pro Wrestling Syndicate live at St. Patrick's CYO Sports in uh, Bay Ridge in Brooklyn. You got Taz making an appearance there. You have uh, Biss taking on Falaba. You have the PWS Television Championship on the line, that being uh, Brian Myers defending his title against Bonesaw and Chris Payne. I know we discussed their... uh, their yeah, rivalry that, in the past. That's a lot a lot of uh, tension between all three of those competitors. Yeah. The PWS tag team titles will be on the line with a rematch. The handicap heroes will be defending their titles against the Heavenly Bodies. Go Heavenly Bodies. And uh, the Suicidal Six-Way titles on the line. Some recently crowned champion Starman will be defending his title against Anthony Bowens. Drunken Swashbuckler, Amazing Red, Bobby Wayward, Mike Dell, and uh, who will pick up the victory there? I that's a complete toss-up. Yeah, uh, Bobby Wayward being the former champion. Yep. So um, he has a lot to prove in this one. You also have an I Quit match taking place between Habib from the Car Wash and Matt McIntosh. This feud has been happening uh, or been boiling for months. Yeah, they've been really uh, going just, at it with each other. Yeah, they just teamed at the last event. Habib teamed with Rey Mysterio to take on Matt McIntosh and Amazing Red. Wait, no. That doesn't sound right. I think you're correct. Yeah, they actually. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're correct. That didn't sound right for a second. Yeah, and then there's a chairs match. We got Craven Varro taking on former, uh, former tag team partner Devin Moore. That's also something that's been boiling for a few weeks. Yeah, uh, Ethan Carter III will be there, Davey Richards, Mario Bokura, Cole Cabana, Mantar will be there, Angelina Love, New Jack, Balls Mahoney, etc., etc. In the main match, PWS Championship on the line, you got Dan Moff defending it against uh, Brooklyn's own Kevin Matthews. And uh, they have another event as well uh, at the first annual New Jersey Taco Festival, same date. Uh, I guess same time. It's going to be from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. is the festival in. Uh, I can I can definitely go to a taco festival. Yeah, at the Sussex County Fairgrounds. So definitely check that out. There's going to be tons of wrestling there. I guess uh, Monsters Island will be there. Damien Gibbs, Balls Mahoney will be taking on Damien Gibbs there. And uh, yeah, go eat some tacos or go to Brooklyn. Heck yeah, taco all the way. Um. Let's see. I think that's all the independent news and everything that we have. Yes. Yeah, so right now, let's go uh, take a little break and uh, send it over to our broski, Montreal broski. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Well, you know it's me. It's me. It's that MTL broski. And I'm back once again with your Montreal weather update for Saturday, September 5th, 2015. 
Now, I hope you're all prepared for your long weekend because like Brandon watching a Charlotte Flair match, things are going to get hot. The temperatures will hover around 30 degrees Celsius for most of the weekend with a very low chance of precipitation. And with winds gusting at a lowly 10 kilometers an hour, chances are you and your underwear will be getting a lot closer this Labor Day weekend. I'm MTL Broski. I hope you have a great Labor Day. Now back to Brandon and Dave in the Marking Out Studios. Woo! <laughs> I uh, I have no no idea what any of that means because I guess we're in miles per hour and stuff and uh, Fahrenheit. But thank you nonetheless to our Canadian weatherman Montreal Broski. You can follow him on Twitter at MTL Broski. Uh, yeah, yeah, we appreciate it very much. Yeah, enjoy but, enjoy Labor Day very much. So, but. It's that time. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Sunday Night Nitro. You Sunday feel me? Nitro? <laughs> yeah, because Monday Night Raw really felt like an extended raw, an extended version of Sunday Night Heat. All right. Had nothing else to compare it to but that. But uh, Sting opened up Monday Night Raw and basically spoke about WrestleMania 31 and how he respects Triple H but said that WrestleMania 31 was then and this is now, and how Seth Rollins really hasn't been the greatest champion, where he's had the unfair victories, whether he's being helped by Jon Stewart or The Authority. And uh, It sounds like he's jealous. Yeah, so Sting said at Night of Champions he's going to prove that Seth Rollins isn't even half the man that Triple H is, and he's going to take him on. Uh, after that, we saw Seth Rollins backstage kind of complaining to Stephanie McMahon, and uh, she said a victory over Sting would solidify his legacy, which, I mean... deny that one. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a pretty cool win there. Uh, and Seth Rollins was asking Stephanie for his, his statue back, and she said, you're going to have to ask Sting for that. So, that's set up for later in the night. Why but, does he have to ask Sting for it? Because, well... Where did it go? Sting was the one standing on the podium or whatever. Where something so heavy that they needed to transport it like that. Where is Sting gonna lift that to? <laughs> Come on. Really? And maybe Big Show helped him. Good we, call. we know their past, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but our first match of the evening, we saw a SummerSlam rematch. Dolph Ziggler picked up the victory against Rusev only by disqualification. Because Summer Rae attacked Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Uh, he was clearly going to win, I think. Yeah. She interrupted right at the two count. Um, it was... And then Lana attacked Summer Rae, but... Yeah, and then they, they had a cat fight. I thought the match itself was fine, but for it to go almost 15 minutes and have that no ending... finish. Yeah. It's unfair to fans watching. I agree. I'm really, I don't know if we mentioned it last week on the episode, but we did mention it off air uh, with Ziggler's attire. How yeah. it's very HBK ish now. Somebody tweeted that to him and he goes, uh, he said something like, oh, I completely forgot what he said. But he said something like, oh, I'm not HBK at all or something. He, it's true. He's him. He's Dolph Ziggler. He's not HBK. Or like, no, like it's just like. And, I don't know. Something like, oh, are you channeling HBK? And he says, no. Some, I don't know. I forget. But it's definitely said. similar. I think it's. I think it's because of the long tights and the white boots. Yeah. And I guess I the, that's what but really like does. even the design kind of looks like when HBK was on his own with um, uh, Sherry. 
Nah. That's uh, actually one of, I think I, that may be when I liked Shawn Michaels the most was during that time where he was on his own. I wasn't that big of a fan of him with DX. So. Hmm. But, but furthermore with this whole Ziggler, Rusev, Summer, Lana thing, uh, backstage, Dolph Ziggler and Lana spoke about what happened before, what we were seeing in the ring, and then we saw Summer Rae sneak into Dolph Ziggler's locker room. Later in the night, we saw Summer Rae run out of Dolph Ziggler's locker room, and Ziggler came out nothing with nothing but a towel on, and uh, which is funny because that's kind of like the lyric, except it's a T-shirt with the Jessica Simpson lyric, because everybody knows that song and loves that song, right? Yes, it's my favorite. With you, I have it on my. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's my ringtone. Is it? No. No. Yes, it is. Don't even. It but is. yeah, so Lana was pissed, and this went on the whole night. And Ziggler, I think, deserves a lot better than to be put into a storyline like this. Yeah, I think that he's definitely deserving to be higher up, and it's unfortunate. Like, but, it, and you know, it, it's like insulting to us, though, watching this also because it's like we saw Summer Rae sneak into the locker room that was on national television. We saw like Lana could just just as easily go back and see that this stuff like this makes them look stupid which yeah, then in turn done, makes us look stupid yeah but we, they've done this for the longest time i know and I, and just that there's just some of those aspects that it's like oh but it's bro wrestling after this though we saw team bella in the ring and nikki was introducing the bellatron which had a countdown clock till i believe she became the longest reigning Divas champion on it. Yeah. Uh, and in the first match of the Beat the Clock Challenge, we saw Becky Lynch defeat Alicia Fox with uh, three minutes and 21 seconds, which... Uh, yeah, that was, it was a sloppy match. I don't, um, I don't know if I'm a fan of Becky Lynch just yet. I'm a fan of Becky Lynch... I need to be sold on her more. It's not like she's a bad wrestler or bad in the ring or anything. It's just like... I. She's kind of dull. The thing for me, um, I was a big fan of the flip over arm wrench that she did. But I think that in this match, you saw a diva versus a wrestler. And it's very awkward when you have a diva versus a wrestler. If you put uh, Sarah, uh, uh, Sarah, what is it? Sarah Del Sol? No, Sarah. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Sarah Del Rey? Yeah, Sarah Del Rey, not Sarah Del Sol. Uh, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah Del Rey in the ring with any of like these divas, like the Bellas or the Fox, like it's going to be pretty much crud. Like, I don't think so. She's the trainer, so it's obviously yeah. Be... But I think that I think it's two different things. Like I don't see Fox as a wrestler. She's a diva. She's a model becoming a wrestler or to to wrestler. While Becky Lynch is a wrestler. Well, That's, also I guess she's a, a wrestler. Maybe a model turned wrestler. Or whatever. Bitch, no, no, who knows? She's been a wrestler trained by Finn Balor, um, but I re you really see the difference in their styles in this match, and I wasn't a fan. Uh, next up, you had Ryback defending his IC Championship against Big Show. Um, yeah, Miz was on commentary yeah, there. Yeah, Miz on commentary. It, Big Show has to stop doing that awful looking spear. It is awful. Yeah. Um, I still, I still don't understand why Ryback stole that victory at SummerSlam, but during, yeah, I, during the match itself, 
when the fans were chanting, uh, please retire, I like that Big Show grabbed the microphone and said, find somebody to retire me then. Because it's like, does, does Big Show, like clearly that can't be written into the match. Oh uh, yeah, that's obvious. So does Big Show have that much leeway with his stuff that, I mean, I would assume he does given his status of Where who he is. Like that, that he's just able to go out of the match and improv. I think anyone can do that. Uh, that I, I have no. That's that's what I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that that's fine. It's part of the match. But I, uh, I there was but, a lot of points during this match that I actually thought Big Show was going to win because I, when you sit like the how Big Show went up to the top rope and Ryback tossed him off and went for the meat hook clothesline for maybe like the third time or whatever when Big Show hit that spear. I thought that was it. Really? Like, yeah, because, I, mean, I don't know, it was going you on like for a long time. Too much. What? You like these matches too much. But I don't, I'm not like a huge fan of it, but I just, I didn't think, I for whatever reason, thought Big Show. And I was going to be disappointed if Big Show won, but luckily. Uh, I, thought that, this, I luckily, thought that this match was awful. The Miz caused a distraction, yeah. allowing Ryback to rock uh, Big Show with the shell shock. And pick up the victory, but as you mentioned before, with Ryback stealing the victory at the pay per view, because he did pick up that shell shock tonight on Big uh, on Raw with uh, Big Show, yeah, Miz caused the distraction. But what Miz was knocked out at the time during the match. Why couldn't Ryback just easily pick up Big Show for that shell shock? Uh, yeah. Why did you have to steal it? You couldn't. If Miz is out of the picture, he just got KO'd. Punched. He's on the ring. He's not move. He's on the mat. He's not moving. Why couldn't you just easily spun Big Show around, hit the uh, shell shock, and pick up the clean victory for Ryback? And that but, makes no sense but to me. Then again, again, this was also, I guess, a cheap win. Uh, yeah, this, yeah. But this, this time it was out of his hands, though. The, the pay-per-view he controlled. This, you can't really control. I mean, right. someone caused a distraction that's not your friend. Yeah. So... In the next match for the Beat the Clock Challenge, we saw Charlotte Flair pick up the victory against Brie Bella with a uh, minute and 40. Yeah, so that was the new awful uh, Divas match for the Raw. And it's like nobody should have had any doubts that Charlotte should have been winning this match, or would be winning, not should be, but this would was... be, and, and actually go on to Beat the Clock and go on I to thought that this Champions. Was, I thought that this was awful to put Charlotte in this match. Bree ran the entire time, only, and it really played up the fact that Charlotte stinks. And yeah, and I'm happy. Did you see the promo that Nikki cut afterwards? No, but hold on. But it was so awful. Charlotte even botched her finisher at the end of the match, and it just—it's just so unsettling. It really is to watch Charlotte move the way that she maneuvers herself around the ring. It's awkward. It's weird. I'm yeah. not like it's stupid. Um, but I think that they really set up Charlotte bad. She should not have been put in this match. I hate the fact that uh, you didn't put it, it's, Naomi in But it. it's such – not even Naomi though. It's such a BS setup for the fact that you had that whole last week setup that tried to set up to have, oh, we all want the Divas Championship, completely failed. And then you have stuff like this. To, to get across that point, to separate them. But it's completely failing. I'm happy that Nikki cut the promo she cut, though, because it was like an online exclusive thing where she basically called Charlotte out for not being able to wrestle. She's like, you're good. not good in the ring or whatever, she said, and basically said that everything that I've been saying, except nobody listens to me, and that whenever Nikki says it, people think it's 
scripted, but I would assume it's not scripted because Charlotte can't wrestle. I feel like this was... Athletic as she is, she can't wrestle. Last week, the big thing was uh, Divas Revolution is failing because of them putting everybody in these multi-person tag team matches. No, I don't think that's why it was failing. It was because... Hold on. Hold on. Check it. So you had all these... You had all these multi-wrestlers, uh, um, the tag team matches and everything. That was really not that good. And people were saying, separate them. Give us Becky Lynch versus Sha- Sasha Banks. Give us, like, don't bombard us with all these tag team matches and these uh, little mini stables or whatever. And they decided to separate them for this beat-the-clock challenge to allow that possibility to get um, PCB separated from each other. And... Get these women uh, single matches, get them away from tag team action, and it failed. It really failed. Yeah, well. Good night, sir. Done. Failed. After this, though, we saw Kevin Owens defeat Cesaro. Uh, it was clearly a good match. Yeah. Um, the stalling gut wrench from the top row. That uh, was awesome. From Cesaro to Owens. That was awesome. Yeah. I also I like Cesaro's probably one of the best drop kicks currently in the business. Yep. When he did that to uh, Kevin Owens up to, at the top of the rope, yeah. top of the turnbuckle, I should say. And it's uh, awesome. Yeah. To note from this, Cesaro's ribs, uh, he nailed uh, his ribs right into that commentator table. So I guess, and then Owens played off of that. We'll see if his rib cage comes into a, fa- um, a factor later on. This is going to continue. Got yeah. the pit sell injuries from the previous week. <laughs> Up next, we saw Braun Strowman make his in-ring debut. What's his last name? Strowman. Thank you. Okay, what? that's what I've been saying. You have okay. not been saying that. I know. Yeah, you're. You're. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Picked up the victory against Dean Ambrose via disqualification because uh, Braun pushed Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns tried to retaliate, but uh, I guess he really couldn't. Before the match, even Bray Wyatt cut his promo, said that this is the beginning of the end, and he kind of said this is the apocalypse. Yeah, so, I'm looking forward to it. But after Roman Reigns caused a disqualification, Braun continued to attack both Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. Uh, Ambrose, for whatever reason, hit him with a chair, which had zero effect whatsoever. Yeah. And Luke Harper got involved, but it was mostly Braun and. Bray ended the whole segment by hitting Sister Abigail on Roman Reigns. It was a great segment for Braun. Yeah, it was. It made him look strong. It ma- I think it made the whole Wyatt family look strong. Mm, for sure. Something that didn't make uh, the wrestlers involved look strong, Sasha Banks versus Paige. Yeah. Uh, they had, they had, had a, a time one, limit draw. Yeah, they had one minute and 40 seconds to put on or attempt to put on a match. Come on. Um, I think, I personally think it should have been a disqualification and Paige should have been awarded the match at Night of Champions due to Team Bad pulling Sasha Banks out of the ring and preventing Paige from being able to actually win. JBL and Michael Cole also were trying to say the same exact thing and just must have been yelled at over their headsets to stop. Like, I don't, don't think mention that, a, that. I don't think it should be a DQ. If if you have a set we've time limit it, in a match, we've seen, it, we've seen it before. We've seen wrestlers go outside of the ring. We've seen people. Yeah, but that's in infinite, infinite, infinite time. No, in time limit draws. We in um not time limit draws. Beat the clock challenges. We've seen people do this before. Uh, I'm not. But that I'm, was then. This is now. 
right, well, I'm fine with it not being a DQ. I, I don't see why be. it would be a DQ. Because she, was, she was prevented from winning the match. She had a, a certain amount of time. She had the three count, but no, one, two, boom, gets pulled out of the ring. Therefore, she... But Did she? Was she pinning her at the time? Regardless of what it was, she was not oh. able to win the match because she was pulled out of the ring and the clock she ran out. On her. She was going to pin her and then they pulled her out. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I, I'm i not a fan of this match at all, the Beat the Clock Challenge. I'm not a fan of it in this aspect. I don't I mean, think it was used properly. It I don't agree with it. It definitely sucks for Sasha Banks to be put in a situation like this where she definitely had a match of the year candidate with Bailey on last Saturday, but then wasn't even given an opportunity to wrestle for the title at Night of Champions. You could have easily given us, like, taken away the Beat the Clock Challenge and given us Sasha Banks versus Paige with enough time. We would have been satisfied with that. And then, then, like, why is it only PCB that gets the title shot? I was going to say, why is it only PCB members in this? Yeah, Sasha was part of this, as were Tamina and and, uh, Naomi. You say who? Oh. You say Fox? She was in that. Yeah, but, sorry. I, mean, I, yeah. I thought you were listing everybody that was involved with the Beat the Clock. No. Um, I was given the talking about the people that really weren't involved, weren't given uh, shots. Like yeah. why? Why if? Why if Sasha couldn't beat Paige or whatever? Why couldn't? Like I don't understand. Why couldn't that work in favor of her and be like, oh, she just beat the clock. She. Why should would Brie be involved in this? Why would she want to face her? Her that's not how it works, but that's not how it works. It's not – Brie wasn't going for the beat the clock challenge. It was everyone else. Mm-hmm. Fox, If Fox won, she wouldn't – then that just means Becky Lynch couldn't compete. Yeah. It I'm, wasn't, it wasn't overall, Team Bella going yeah, against though. it. That's how beat the clock challenges work. It's the opponents right, I'm that – I'm not a fan of it overall. Yeah. You agree that it sucked? Did it, did it live up to what it was supposed to do? Probably not. Exactly. And I think that this is a major flaw that they need to get Charlotte off the television. The Divas Division (laughs) was doing great. And then they had the revolution. They had everybody excited with Sasha, Becky, everybody coming up to the main roster. And then then you had Sasha versus Bailey that completely killed everything out. Yeah. I mean, you really crushed it. You, there was no reason to have them compete multiple times in tag team matches. Give them You should have been giving them single matches, creating storylines between them, actual storylines, and giving them the time of day, allowing them to compete, allowing them to put on matches that, they, that Sasha Banks and uh, Bailey put on at NXT, allowing them that amount, uh, that amount of time and that ability to put forth that kind of a match on Raw. Like, that match could have main-evented Monday Night Raw and and given that exact amount of time for, for the match, and yeah. people would have been... I just saw one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Yep. And but, it was on Monday Night Raw, and but, it was the main event, and it was two, two women. Yep, but, you know, kudos, WWE. You ruined the Diva Revolution. Thanks, Which, Charlotte. I guess we might as well mention <laughs> that uh, Johnny Ace is now engaged to the Bella Twins' mom, so you can start those rumors as to why the Bellas are used. Yeah, why is she still champion? But now, from Raw, there was 14 days on that countdown. So, yeah, so when's the... Countdown. down. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I want her to beat AJ's record. So, in two, in two weeks, we're going to see her beat AJ's record. I mean, everybody and, that listens to this knows my stance on AJ. It's the exact same stance on... And Charlotte is not the one to 
beat yeah, her. Yeah, no, she is. She's the one to blame. No, no, she's not the one to beat her. Oh, yeah, definitely not. There is no way in heck that she should be able to take that, to have that um, that authority, that power to defeat uh, Nao, what was her name? Uh, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki. Uh, it's not like Nikki my grandma. The championship. But, it's, yeah, exactly. Like, you take AJ versus a debuting Paige. Paige comes out, has the match, wins the Divas Championship. Crowd loved it. Completely fine. Because of who she was. I hope they do, do uh, give it to Charlotte so this way they could really see how much they messed up. I don't know, man. So I kind of hope that they do give her the championship. Because I want them to really feel like they messed up. Because I cannot see... The crowd reacting the same way they did for Paige, and I feel like Vince McMahon and the 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 other creative staff members they are expecting the crowd to react as if Paige won that championship against AJ, and it's not going to happen. I just don't I don't get it. So but something I'm thinking of good reactions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dudley Boys making their return uh, in ring return to Monday Night Raw for the first time in maybe ten years. Picking up the victory against New Day. Big, Big E and Kofi Kingston. Langston and Kofi Kingston. Uh, before the match, New Day cut a little promo about saving tables and pulled one from out under from under the ring with uh, that was all wrapped in bubble wrap. Yeah. What about uh, Xavier Woods' uh, hair? Hair? What was that? Nice. <laughs> nice. Like, I couldn't believe that. That was awesome, though. But uh, primetime players were on commentary here, and I don't know if you'll collectively agree with me, but Darren Young is the dullest thing ever. Yeah. Titus O'Neil's not bad on the mic, but... No, Titus really... O'Neil, he's... Come on, you can't say not bad. You know Titus O'Neil's really good. No, well, he's not bad on the mic, I'm saying. Yeah, he, he's very... He's one of the top superstars on the mic, I think. But... It's it, just giving him the opportunity. And who's to say that they're not telling him... Right. ...by exactly. Darren Young... Don't talk over the comments. I don't, I can't see, I don't know. It, it just, when Darren Young talks, it's the dullest thing ever and it really hurts to listen to him. It, it's really awful. Which, by the way, we're talking about commentary teams. Didn't even mention it last week. I wanted to, I forgot. Might as well mention it now for SmackDown. They replaced, um, I think, Byron Saxton with Rich Brennan from NXT, who is awful. Rich I'd rather have Albert. Rich Brennan is awful. He called what 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 did I send you the other day that I thought was hilarious? I didn't see it, but um, I, I don't forget. Recall. He called the move and commentary quickly corrected him, saying that nope, that's a Luthez press. Like oh. It was something so out there, like it might have been like oh, what a let's say Rough Rider or whatever. Yeah, it was like a power slam. I don't remember. It, it ended up being a Luthez press though. Yeah. He's like, what a Hurricane Rana. I think it might have been that. And they're like, no, that it was, was, was a, yeah. Yeah. So. But uh, with this match. Um, it was a good match. I was a big, what about that clothesline that Devon gave to, I believe it was Kofi, mid-air. Yeah. Kofi jumped off the turnbuckle and Devon popped up and rocked him with a standing co uh, clothesline. I like, it just looks so stiff. I like this match better than their match on SmackDown last week. Which is funny because um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, JBL said I think it was JBL said something like, "Oh, this we haven't seen the Dudley Boys wrestle in whatever," and it's like they just wrestled on SmackDown. 
Do you agree with the aspect that they defeated? They just defeated the tag team champions. Uh, that I was going to say, I did not like that. I didn't like the fact that they were able to just come in. Yes, they are the Dudley Boys. Yes, they're the best team probably ever in WWE history, title wise, potentially wrestling pro history, wrestling. I should say, yeah. Uh, and just, but just to come in and that kind of makes New Day look weak. I feel like it shouldn't. You didn't have to do E versus Kofi. You could have like the ones that usually, like usually when they're defending, it's E and Kofi. I think that you could have done Kofi and Woods or E and Woods. Yeah, and it also didn't have to be a tag team match. I guess yes, you wanted to see the tag yeah, team. Yeah, no, wrestle, it, had to, but it had to be tag. Team. I don't know, I disagree with that. But uh, I, I think with the Dudley Boys, with the maybe next week it doesn't have to. But that first Raw, it has to be a tag team. It's their first Raw back. Yeah, I guess. But afterwards, Devon went and set up the table in the ring, and uh, they went to hit Biggie Langston with 3D, but Woods pulled him out of the ring. So, On the plus side, once this tag team division is like, uh, once the Dudley boys are done with it, they win the championships and everything, I'm really excited to see the singles run now. There's not going to be a singles run. I, I hope they really do. <laughs> Bro, there's not going to be a singles run. They give uh, Bubba a singles run after Bubba Ray's not going to be a WWE champion or anything. There's no way he's ever going to be. You know, never say never. I mean, I have hopes, high hopes for that, but there's just I don't. There, there's any. I think it would be very entertaining. This is one of those things where the New Age Outlaws were brought back in house show, house show, tag team division, gone in what a year, maybe three months, four months. Hopefully not, though. But after after that, the main event, we saw... No, they signed on to multi-year contracts, so they say. Right, so... Boys. That's different from New Age. Well, because so. well, New Age Outlaws are actually in the company still, so... Yeah, so we'll see. But after that, we saw Seth Rollins come to the ring, cut his little promo on Sting, and said that up until last week, he had no problems with him uh, until Sting stole his statue and, and attacked him. Uh, Stephanie McMahon came out and said Sting is in Seth Rollins' head. And Rollins called Sting out for his statue. And, of course, you can't have a Monday Night Raw without John Cena. John Cena came out, cut a little promo, uh, basically asked Seth Rollins for his rematch, say he wants to invoke the rematch clause. And Rollins said, I'm already wrestling for the WWE Championship at Night of Champions. Like, you can't do that. And Stephanie McMahon's like, actually... I'm going to grant him that rematch. And at Night of Champions, you will wrestle Sting for the WWE Championship. You will wrestle John Cena for the U.S. Championship. Now, why? Why would Stephanie McMahon do that, though? Are they, aren't they are they supposed to be heels and alongside Seth Rollins? I guess Seth Rollins brought them back, put them back into power. Aren't they supposed to be, like, pretty much doing whatever they can to for Rollins? I don't get why they're not, like, you know... Rollins is right. You have to go through this to get that match that you want. I mean, it was he doesn't it's, have to do anything. That's his rematch. But yeah, but even still, I, I, feel I do like it's get very, it. But it's for whatever, yeah, but for for whatever reason, they've been kind of distancing Rollins from the authority. Like even when Sting attacked Seth Rollins last week, Triple H go. He's like, okay, and got out of the ring. He didn't yeah. do anything to try and stop Sting. But um, then John well, Cena. Hands. I mean, their beef is over. But with John Cena and stuff, I mean, they just had the guy arrested the week before. He wasn't arrested. He was a. They had him kicked out. Yeah, because they didn't but, want to ruin the ceremony. 
uh, I think it's a flaw. The plot line's not guiding me. Well, plot line's not guiding me. John, so Cena, John Cena left the ring, and Sting, Sting came out and met him on the entrance ramp, and they both, I guess, celebrated. Two yeah. thumbs down. Storyline stink. Yeah. I feel like I'm the... What's their names? The, oh, I thought... Oh, Walter. Uh, from Muppet Show, yeah. Statler and Waldorf or whatever. Yeah. I feel like I'm, like, sitting in the balcony right now just being like, it stinks. Two thumbs down. It's awful. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. the, the critic? Yeah. Good show. We're just saying... Right. They, they want who to face Seth Rollins at the championship match? No. <laughs> I guess that was a really off impression of uh, the Muppet. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Monday Night Raw. So let's get into some SmackDown talk. SmackDown kicked off with uh, New Day out in the ring, cutting a, cutting a promo, which I have to say was absolutely so refreshing. And uh, it would be awesome to see them open up Raw one time. I agree. I think that they should be given that opportunity to open up Raw. I think they can definitely do it. Yeah, like the time Kofi Kingston just randomly came out on Raw in the intro. I think it was with uh, Orton or something. And, like, that was the craziest thing ever. But this promo, they were they did the whole Save a Tables thing. And uh, they went into different famous events that all took place at Tables, which I thought was funny. Like, signing of the Constitution and stuff. Yeah, and uh, the Dudley Boys came out. Showed all, uh, they showed the clip of them putting Xavier Woods to the table from Raw back at Barclays Center, and uh, they said that they're going to take the tag team titles, which led primetime players to come out and said that in this era of WWE, you have to earn a title shot. You can't just um, can't just take it. I guess. Yeah, can't so, come back and just get it. Yeah, and they told him to get to the back of the line. And uh, when when Devon asked Bubba Ray to tell them who they are, I just, I, so badly inside of me, I wanted Bubba to just be like, we're the d d d You know how he used to stutter instead of Dudley Boys? Yeah. Then, that sucks that they don't oh, do that. That was good. Yeah. Good times. But uh, the match was made right then and there. Dudley Boys picked up the victory against primetime players. Yep, good way to kick off SmackDown, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the match was okay, but I think New Day completely overshadowed the match with how awesome they were on commentary. Oh, yeah, when they were ripping into Titus O'Neil about his barking, yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Well, even before that, when uh, like right off the bat, when uh, the match started... Xavier Woods, I don't want to say tore into Titus O'Neil because it wasn't really like tearing into him, but uh, he he was saying that because Titus O'Neil cut a promo on the Dudley saying uh, we got you guys tickets to Dudleyville and and Woods was like can we talk about that because they're clearly residents of Dudleyville why would they need tickets to Dudleyville so I thought That's, that was funny yeah but I also thought uh, it was funny in this. In, with their commentary because Woods called Rich Brennan out. I was just saying during Raw that I forgot to say last week about how much I hate his commentary. Dude called the wrong move again here, and Woods is go Woods is like no that wasn't that that was this. So I Good. really I really hope WWE takes notice to see and, and hear how bad he is. It's like I don't know maybe they're doing this on purpose and giving us Jerry Lawler 
making us change our opinion because Lawler kind of seems like a breath of fresh air here. Ah, uh, well, hey, I'm not even joking. I'm not that. even joking, dude. You don't want to come on. <laughs> don't speak like that. Knock on woods. To Do get, not speak like definitely that. Definitely don't want King back on. Um, next up, but, but after have, after the uh, match though, uh, Kofi ran into the ring and slapped Devon on the back of the head from behind, uh, and then got out of him. Quick, yeah. Um, next up, you had Stardust taking on Neville, but that did not take place because while Neville was making his entrance, the Ascension hit him from behind and beat the crap out of him, yeah, threw they, him into the ring. Yeah, and Stardust just started getting in on the fun. Uh, they hit what is that? The uh, their finisher, their double Fall team. man. Yeah, they rocked him with that, and then Stardust says. Uh, Welcome to Comic Wasteland. Yeah, so, no, Cosmic, right? Or Comic. What did he say? Comic. I thought Comic. I would have assumed Cosmic. Oh, maybe it's Cosmic. Maybe and I, I think it was Cosmic. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it seems as if the Ascension are now pairing up themselves with uh, Stardust. Hey, why, why not? Yeah, so I feel like maybe it's only a matter of time before we start seeing Stardust and the Ascension taking on Neville and Lucha Dragons, perhaps. And then once Summer uh, Survivor Series comes closer, you could throw Stephen Amell back in there right. to your four-on-four. Four. Yeah, or, I mean, four-on-four, four, though. Yeah, traditional Survivor Series match. Was four-on-four? Four? Yeah, right? I don't four, know. Five-on-five? Five? Recently was five-on-five. Five. All right, so maybe five-on-five. Five. Yeah. Um, Up next, we saw Sheamus defeating Cesaro. Before the match, JoJo was interviewing Cesaro backstage about his loss on Monday Night Raw, and Sheamus interrupted that, and that's basically how the match was set up. Mm-hmm. And we've said it many times before, Sheamus and Cesaro, it always seems to be good. They, I think they work really well together. I agree. And, I agree. And it, it's nice. I mean, you were saying that before during Raw uh, with Cesaro selling his injuries. Yeah, it's nice to see that Cesaro was selling the ribs, and that's and, what. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? No, 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 I, no. Keep it going with the ribs. I was gonna say, and that's kind of how Cesaro—not fully how Cesaro won the match or lost the match. I mean, but the yeah. ref was grabbing at his ribs to get out of the corner, and that caused a distraction. Boom, got hit with the kick, and one, two, three. And I'm I'm still sticking by my word that I am a big fan of Sheamus. Um, I do think that he can be really good, really in the top spot again, but just get him away from Randy Orton. Yeah, which... Get him away so, from Randy Orton. And uh, I think during this match, it was really cool that the Cesaro's running uppercut to the barricade. I thought that was really awesome. Yeah, that spot's always fun. Which, it's like, that's a barricade spot that we don't mind seeing. No, not at all. Something that we also don't mind seeing... Uh, Miz TV took place. Awkward segue. Yeah, because I thought I was going somewhere else, but then I saw Miz TV came first, and now I'm stuck with that. Yeah, so (laughs) Miz, it was supposed to be Dolph Ziggler and Lana, but Miz introduced Summer Rae first. Uh, this, This whole thing, man. Miz asked her about what happened on Raw with the whole Dolph Ziggler backstage towel, running away, everything. And Summer was explaining that's how it went and said that she lied. And she said Dolph Ziggler actually kissed her and seduced her, which uh, then Dolph Ziggler and Lana interrupted that. And Summer Rae just kept lying more and more. 
And here's where I absolutely burst into laughter was because Summer Rae said, look, we have to we have to show Dolph, like we have chemistry or whatever, let's show them. And they cut to a clip from June 2014 of Summer Rae and Dolph Ziggler kissing in front of Fandango when that whole ordeal was going down. Yeah. Between Summer and Fandango, and I thought that was so funny to just... Clever that they went all the way, uh, way yeah, back. Yeah, because like normally they don't do that. They really no. don't go back further than, let's say, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And that's even pushing it. And here they are going back more than a year. So I thought yeah. that was funny. And then after that, Lana attacked her until Dolph broke it up, and uh, mm-hmm. Lana pushed Dolph away and kind of stormed off where Dolph chased after her. Yeah. And then Summer Rae dropped a ton of B-words live on SmackDown, or taped on SmackDown. Wow, wow. Uh, next up, you had Bo Dallas taking on our truth Bo Dallas picking up the victory with his new finisher. Aside from that, why was, like, why was this a match? It's like the, uh, it seemed like the main it seemed like the main reason why this was a match was to just show that Bo Dallas wasn't dead after Brock Lesnar's attacks, despite despite what the internet said. But well, that's like it's so like because nothing really happened except for him doing his new finisher, and then after well, you ha- you had to do something in between the Miz TV segment and then the Charlotte. But I mean, here's where it gets kind of far fetched for me because well. What my idea will be far fetched. Idea, idea. Jeez, All right, what's your idea? <laughs> it's my hit us, hit us with it. My parents both say that word. I've never ever said idea before, but idea. Yeah, but uh, aside yeah. from Bo Dallas, yeah. Aside from Bo <laughs> Dallas hitting the move, yeah. The the new what hangman uh, neck breaker overdrive thing uh, from, the, from the top rope. From the um, hung- what was test finisher called? The test drive. It's an overdrive. Is it? Yeah. To me, an over. Oh no, I'm thinking complete shot. That a complete shot is what. Complete shot is the jumping, the reverse. Yeah, what Ryder used to do, right? His first finisher. Wait, no. I thought complete shot was what our truth did. The the truth detector, or the lie detector. That's what I always. All right, so that's a complete shot. What was Ryder's old finisher then? I don't know what it was called. It was a knee to the, yeah. to the back of the neck. Um, Maybe that was the overdrive. I don't know. That's the thing. Uh, but test, aside, it was a test drive, though, off the rope. We've yeah, seen it basically. done before a few times, but not as a finisher. Yeah, but aside from Bo doing that afterwards, he beat down our truth again and and did that move again. And like during the match, he's like, "Are you laughing at me?" Like almost as if it was an audition for the Wyatt family. That's where that's where my idea is for far fetchedness. All right. Which isn't even a word. All right, so I guess, hmm. No, but, you can't but it's, what? If, if, you throw, if you throw Leo Kruger in there, you can't throw Bo Dallas in there, too. But who would you rather see in there? Kruger. Why? I'm a big fan of Kruger. I, and I don't think Bo Dallas needs the Wyatt family. I really think he has a good gimmick as is. But it's kind of just floating there, not doing anything. But that's the, but that's the, and here I, he I showed like an angry side of himself where it he, could he's almost shown, be. He's shown that before, though. Yeah, but it could. But it, I just feel like he it, he has something good right now. It's just they need something creative wise for him, and I feel like going to the Wyatt family dismisses what gimmick he has going on right now, and I don't want to see that dismissed yet. Well, I just think it was like an angrier side of 
Bo Dallas that. That's what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Man, you can hear my deviated septum. Yeah, what is that? I thought you got that fixed. Yeah, I did. Maybe I just did it again. I don't know. Did you re-deviate it? Because that, is that, is that a maybe, thing? Maybe it's a little bit shifted. Uh, next, uh, you had Tamina taking on Charlotte in an unfortunate match. Uh, Charlotte picked up, the vic- uh, picked up the victory. I guess it's worth noting that Paige is back on SmackDown because Tough Enough is over. Yes. And that PCB cut a promo backstage beforehand where Flair sounded super dull. Wasn't even enthusiastic about the fact that she is number one contender for the title now. She doesn't she can't cut a promo. No, she can't. And and when every when she's there cutting when there's when she's there in front of other people cutting a promo, she's just staring as if like nothing's going on right now. And it's not even like ditzy that that it yeah. comes off of. It's just like why, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And, and, I, but I think anyway, she still needs time in NXT. Which is exactly what Nikki said. But the Bella Twins cut cut uh, PCB off, and uh, Nikki brought up the Bellatron countdown, and Flair said that she put in a petition to the authority to have a championship match before Night of Champions. If Charlotte Flair has that match... To, in order to beat Nikki Bella's record right now, or to, to break the record, to stop the record, I should say, this Monday or next Thursday. Because otherwise, she breaks it on Sunday, I think. So it has to... It has on, to be She this, breaks it on Sunday? Is there a pay-per-view? No, oh. no, no. She breaks it... She ties it on Sunday and breaks it on Monday. So... so it has I just to happen... It has I hope to the honors don't happen to Charlotte. Yeah, I hope it, she doesn't get the honors. I will be. It's not even honors, though. I mean, well, to to break someone's streak that they have going, I think that's uh, an honor thing. Yeah, well, I guess. I mean, especially like outside of the the wrestling world, like the pro wrestling aspect of it. In reality, that's an honor to break yeah. that streak. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but, I think it shouldn't go to her. But it has to happen on Raw or SmackDown next week, and if that happens, I will be so disgusted with the current product, and I've never said that. But afterwards, yeah. after the match, the Bella Twins came out, or actually, I guess, so did Alicia Fox, but uh, they they stared down PCB and just, just I guess, held up the Divas Championship. So yeah. ho- hopefully the authority doesn't really care about Charlotte Flair. Yeah. All right, take it to this next segment. Yeah, Renee Young interviewed Kevin Owens backstage and asked what's next for him. And he said that he defeated Cesaro twice, and now he's moving on to people who make fun of the way he looks. And ended it by saying, feed me more. So I don't know if that means Kevin Owens is moving on to the Intercontinental Championship. We'll have to... Time that'd, to be, tell for that. that'd be interesting. He did he win the U.S. Championship? No, no, he should have. Don't okay. you remember Seth Rollins did it? Yeah, bro. Yeah. All right. So main event of the evening, you have the New Day. New Big, Day. Sorry, I wanted to do it. <laughs> Big E and Kofi taking on Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns picking up the victory. But by DQ. Yeah, surprisingly, Wyatt family had nothing to do with the DQ. It was Xavier Woods 
that jumped in before the three count could actually be a three count, which to me those spots really don't make sense. I, I could understand. I could understand it because you don't want to be pinned by the person. Yeah, but the match is still like you still lost. Whether yeah, whether or not get, it's but that, they, but they didn't get pinned. Right, and I feel like we've seen that a lot recently. Um. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, my my complaint in this match though, Dean Ambrose's kicks to Biggie Langston when they were in the corner turnbuckle mm-hmm. looked really awful. I guess maybe they didn't want the tag team champions to get pinned by the Dudley Boys and then get pinned by Ambrose and Reigns, right? As well, I think it would be back to back TV shows. Yeah, I guess. So you wouldn't want their your tag team champions to be pinned. In back-to-back TV shows, yeah, so but, I, I could understand it in that perspective. But with the the kicks that I was saying, mm-hmm. I think that camera the camera angle just like completely you saw Dean Ambrose wasn't connecting at all. Mm. I was I was like I don't understand, and I really wish Dean Ambrose would stop doing that clothesline because it's. I know you've said that for a long time, and yeah. um, I think it should just stay with. He doesn't hit it like how. Nigel McGuinness used to hit it. And it's not like a surprising thing anymore. It's every single match. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it every single match, though. It's not a hot spot. It's a signature. Yeah, but it's not like it's not a move that – I mean, it, I don't know. It's an innovative it's, cynic, signature. I am completely fine with it being used in every match. Innovative for one, two times, three times. Then innovative is innovative. Times, Fifty-six times Package later. Package pile driver is innovative. It's an innovative finisher. No, not one person. Nigel McGuinness. Not many other people do that sort of a thing. I don't know. Nobody in WWE has done it. I just feel I'm like it gets tiring. But, but after the match, the Shield. Can we call them the Shield, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's call it the Shield. Yeah, the Shield did uh, the two-man power bomb to Xavier Woods as if they were the three-man Shield, and uh, and then Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns called out the Wyatts, who appeared on the Titantron, and Bray Wyatt said that he's the one that calls the shots, and then challenged them to a match at Night of Champions. So. I mean, I guess at, at Night of Champions, will we see a third member step up to the Shield? Um, no, I actually see them expecting Bray Wyatt to accept to be involved in this tag team match, and it end up being Luke Harper and Braun Strowman. Or what like, if? I see all three of them get in the ring, and one of them look at Bray Wyatt, being like, "I want you, let's go," and then he's like, "Eh, I'm good," and steps out of the ring, leaving the other two. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe, maybe. But that was that was some SmackDown talk. Yeah, that, that was more than some SmackDown. That, that was SmackDown. Talk. That <laughs> yeah. was all of it. Well, yeah, well, most of it. <laughs> yeah. And so. uh, I guess uh, where to move on to from here, but to say shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Thank you very much to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. Go follow Eric at Montreal Broski. Awesome hearing from you, especially we can never get enough of that weather update. Go follow John at Mr. John Faust. Jasmine at Reverse NM Saj. And last but not least, B Montem B at NYWC underscore sign guy. 
Thank you very much for promoting us this week. We appreciate it. We are at 8313 followers. Let's get that in March to 9,000 going. Uh, any help is appreciated. Gracias. Also, I am going to continue to promote myself for the fundraisers here, which I am a part of, National Multiple Sclerosis Society. Um, I will be doing a, volunteering on a monster scramble run. And I am looking for donations. The donations will go to the multiple sclerosis, the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. What's a monster um, scramble run? It is a 5K and a 10K that they're doing in uh, Troy, uh, near Albany. And I'm I'm not going to be doing the run, but I'll be volunteering. So I'll probably end up being uh, handing out water and stuff like that during the actual run. But like, uh, is it like a Halloween thing? Yeah, people dress up. I think it's through a cemetery. That's, that's or it's like... Or it's, it's around the outside of a cemetery. I'm, I'm not too sure. Um, that's, but al that's almost as weird as you playing D&D. &D. Hey, hey, that's a lot of fun. And I think more people should. Well, actually, I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, all right, but yeah, the money is going to go to providing education, information, direct financial support, and scholarships to individuals and families living with MS. So I will be tweeting out. I will be putting on Facebook the link. All you have to do is click, press donate, click my name, and donate. Um, anything is everything and everything. Everything is everything. Whatever. Uh, yeah, it's all appreciated. Gracias. It's all tax deductible. Have fun. Do whatever you can. Thank you. Um, also, NYWC Wrestling Firestorm 2, presented by NYWC and the Quorum Fire Department Engine Company 3. This is going to be taking place September 12th in Quorum, New York. Um, you could go check them out over there. Big Daddy returns. You're going to see the big O, the NYWC champion stockade. You got so much more. Uh, Apollyon, uh, Aria Cadenza, the list goes on and on. You will be entertained. Admission is only $20. Um, I believe it's a fundraiser for the fire department, but do not quote me on that. But still go and support them. Uh, Corb New York, NYWC, Firestorm 2, NYWCWrestling.com. Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? Why did the chicken cross the road? To listen to Brandon's shout-outs, waka waka. First up is uh, Big Hero 6. If you haven't seen this yet, you definitely should check it out. I know it's been out for nine months. Yeah, you're definitely just, late to the party on that yeah, one. I just saw it, and I thought that it was really the good. End, the end that you showed me, yeah, I've seen that before. But I thought it was really cool that they made him uh, his father. Yeah. Just they didn't mention it at all until the end. That, but, uh, yeah, I didn't spoil it. But I want to, uh, I mean, there. I guess there is a sequel coming out, right? Um, yeah, I think that they are doing a sequel. It was really, it was really good. The animation in the movie, the storyline was very well written. I didn't get the Which? San Fran Tokyo, the combination uh, of San Francisco and Tokyo uh, thing. But as far as everything else, I was, I was hooked. Yeah, I and, I, and I didn't think I was going to be, but I figured uh, I'd watch it. It was good. It's a funny movie, and it's definitely. I think it's one of those movies that's good for all ages. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Uh, and up next, as far as my summer concert tour, it we go. officially came to an end on Tuesday Aww. with Damian Marley and Stephen Marley Woo. And, and a few other Marleys, which I think it was, uh, it was really cool getting to see multiple generations of descendants of Marley, of Bob Marley. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks that he's not around anymore. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. But it was cool because, like, Skip Marley, who is Bob Marley's oldest daughter's son, um, I think he's, like, 18 years old, and he sounds just like Bob. Was there a lot of um, smoke in the air? Or Yeah, there was, which, like, that kind of pisses me off because I can't bring a book bag in or anything like There's that. Because someone can sneak marijuana. But... Regardless, that's two, I think, ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. You could bring in all the pot you want in your pockets. And like yeah, and, that's, and the, that's the, true. Floor, that's... the floor itself was general admission. I was I had seats up top, mm-hmm. but like so from up top I all I yeah, saw you just were clouds. Down in. This yeah. one dude I was laughing, he dropped his blunt on the floor mm-hmm. and like scurried to pick it up. Jeez. I was like, "That's what you get for bringing pot into a concert." But yeah. all the all the Marleys are like, "Do you have marijuana?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, this isn't like a question that like this." Yeah, is this a setup right now? <laughs> yeah, are you about to get like arrested? John Quinones walks in, says, "Well, oh, hi, I'm John Quinones. What would you do?" Or whatever. <laughs> but it was really cool. If you ever get an opportunity to see a Marley descendant, check it out. I know I. Uh, not that it's a Marley descendant, but I saw the Whalers. I don't know which version of the Whalers, but I got to see them once. One and of them, then we saw one of them with Kenny Chesney. I forgot one of which the one. I think Ziggy. No, has, we definitely never saw. No, I think he has a song with Goldberg's theme song in the start. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Think, it's actually really good, too. I, I think it's him. Now you'd, it's not, Maybe it's Damien. Now, let me tell you a reason why I would find... Um, Wait, that's interesting because I feel like I remember somebody at the concert saying Goldberg's theme. So it yeah. might be it might be Damien. I'm not positive. I, I think Damien has Goldberg's theme song like the entire. But you would know because it's the entire song. Yeah, I don't. Like, it's I don't just remember. like it's like it's the entire background beat to the to the song to the lyrics. They say Bam Bam Bigelow in one of the songs. Oh, there you go. But um, R.I.P. Yeah, future Hall of Famer should be. But as far as if I if I were to go see Ziggy Marley, I'd be disappointed that he doesn't play the theme song to Arthur Live. To where Arthur? I'm not familiar. Arthur. I know Arthur, but I don't know the theme song. How do you not know the theme song to Arthur? I don't know. I don't. I find that very hard. I don't to remember. Well, so shout out to the Marleys, and uh, last shout out goes to Drunk History. Uh, new season started. On Comedy Central on Tuesday, I think, mm-hmm. with the history of New Jersey, and at one, I saw that. Yeah, at one point, the the host was like, "Oh, I, I want to become a wrestler," and, or I always wanted to wrestle or whatever. And then they showed him training at uh, Creative Pro Wrestling on Long Island with a bunch of PWS and Creative Pro guys. So it was pretty cool. I heard the former PWS champion Mario uh, Bocar made an appearance. Yeah, Mo was there. Uh, Hawkins was there, Buck was there, a bunch of others. Very cool. 
Yeah, and definitely just check out that show because it's funny, and I've I've been watching that since it was on Funny or Die. It, it depends. Sometimes like it gets a little bit eh. Uh, at the fir- when they first started, it was really funny. But I mean, then it's, there was it's a cool few that like started really getting dumb. I mean, it's cool because there's celebrity involvement, yeah. and and you actually learn about real history that took place. Ah, uh, no, you really do. Uh, come on, no, you really do, dude. It's drunk people telling their version of the story. Yeah, but the story unless, is unless, still correct. Unless, no, yes, unless, it is. Unless they changed to an it. extent. No, if unless they changed it, the YouTube show they never. It was far fetched. No, it wasn't. For the most part, it was pretty far fetched. I think you don't remember. All right, you Keep definitely saw. Going. You definitely saw real history there. All right. Keep on going. That's it. That's my shout-outs. Well, good job. <laughs> <laughs> I guess now it's time to move on to our... Markout Moment of the Week. That's right, the Markout Moment of the Week, Daddy. Which uh, I'm going to take right away and have to say it has to go to the fact that WWE Shop is now selling Kalisto masks and matching Sinkara masks on WWE yeah. Shop. That's very cool. I mean, Kalisto, it, that mask is a hot item right now and I think everyone should be buying that. I hope it fits me when I get it. <laughs> and Dude, he should have hopped on it when he was selling his authentic yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I didn't know he was selling them. And plus, I don't know how much he would have been selling yeah, them for. Yeah, I don't for. know how much he was selling them for. I, I don't think they, he was selling them for that much. He was selling a few of them too. I actually found a website that's, that like just started selling Samurai Del Sol like a replica mask. That's pretty cool. Like, uh, yes. So I'm, I was heavily considering purchasing that as well once. You could just contact him and see if he has anything or has – the person he, I'm sure that you could buy through him. Yeah, but I don't want to spend more. like three hundred, four hundred dollars on a mask. I don't know how much. Yeah, I mean, I, I, want... I, don't, I don't know how much. Like, I don't know if he has uh, any. Maybe back in, I don't know if he ever sold Samurai Del Sol uh, mask. Yeah, I don't think he ever sold replicas. If that's what you're asking. Yeah, I don't think he did. But even still, I'm sure you can probably try to buy a authentic one. I'm like, but, can you send me an autographed Kalisto mask? <laughs> you have your autograph, right? What? Don't you already have his autograph? No, I don't. Oh. Because when I went to go buy it from WWE Shop, the next day they stopped selling it, which seems to be a story of my life with autographs and yeah, other things. Care to tell? Well, no. Like <laughs> The only other time that I could think of that was um, when, cause when I go to concerts, I buy programs from every concert that has a program and the one time i did it was i think my like fourth concert or something was bob dylan and i didn't have any money on me and my dad was like nah you don't need a program i was like okay whatever then fast forward to whenever i was gonna buy it on his website went to the website the night before i was like i'll buy it tomorrow wake up the store is completely different, and they weren't selling that the stinks. program anymore. I contacted them. They mysteriously had no more <laughs> programs. I was like, you just that had stinks. them yesterday. Yeah, oh. I was so disappointed. And now that program on is on eBay for like 
100 200 300 dollars yeah um oh and that damien uh Mar it was damien marley and the song is confronted uh confrontation that's oh. the goldberg uh theme song one off of are his welcome sure? to jam rock album are you sure it's the full goldberg yeah. song yeah i have it right here up on youtube oh. i just i just listened to some of it oh. it's the he does the, it's the entire background well, that was our mark out moment of the week. Yeah. And that concludes this week's episode. Oh, I guess I could say I marked out for a meeting Tatanka in oh. uh, Jimmy Hart. Did you tell him? No, I, I did I did uh, speak to Tatanka about how the first pay-per-view that I've ever that I ever watched was WrestleMania 9 and the match that really stood out to me, one of them was Tatanka versus Shawn Michaels. He's like, thanks, and, I get it all the time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He gave me the entire, like, oh, thanks, uh, thank you very much. Like, I, I love that match. This is why we do it and all of that. Like, the usual sh uh, spiel. Kid, you buying my merch or what? Leave pretty my much. table. Well, that's a really nice story. You, you want a picture, autograph? He's not yeah, Virgil. There's no way I'm he good. said I'm that. Good. He didn't no, say he, that. No, he, honestly, I think that if he didn't have his vendor right next to him, he would have probably. He's the kind. He seemed like the kind of guy that he would give you an autograph or a picture or whatever. He doesn't care, but the vendor's right next to him, so right. Like he seemed more than willing to talk to anybody and everybody. Tatanka at one point was one of my favorite wrestlers. Really? In <laughs> two thousand six. Really? Five. Well, yeah, when he came back to WWE. And oh, I remember. I don't know. Because I, I never I saw because I never saw Tatanka before that, other than like history. Yeah, like I, I never got a chance to see it like live on television. So when I got I, a chance, I was like, "Yeah, I'm behind this 100. percent He can still go." Yeah, I, I used to be a big fan of him as a kid, uh, but then like he was also he was like an oob in my eyes. He was like a baby face, complete a complete baby face, and then Even when, when he, he had was that story. No, when he was a face, when he oh. was a heel, I didn't care for him. But, yeah. Uh, thank you very much to everyone for listening to uh, this week's episode. You can go listen to all of the past episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or MarkingOut.com. Well, some of the past episodes. Some not, of them. At, at them some point, we'll release. Yeah, no, don't uh, say at some point. Okay. At some point, we the probably catalog won't. probably won't get released. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I think we start like on our website or or even on iTunes. We start at, like episode ninety nine or something. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't think we got any of the first ones up there. Yeah, that's and all. Then, and then we switched. Yeah, but then we switched servers and we had to redo that's it true. again. So I don't, I don't know. even know if people can go back to the SoundCloud and listen to our like our no. original episodes. We have like. I think the Zack Ryder episode or something up, and that's it. Yeah, maybe the Big O episode. I don't think so. But www.prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. Oh. Did you say something? No, I went to swing at this fly that's flying right near me, and I missed. Pathetic. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep Absolutely on going. Absolutely pathetic. <laughs> Prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Are you like? Are you serious right now? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to swat it with my palm right now because I'm too far away from the actual fly swatter because we recorded. Ding, 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 ding! Breaking news, folks. David from Marking Out hates flies and animals <laughs> and insects. I don't know why he's trying to, every time I like, follow a bot, every time I'm freaking swinging. He's trying to kill a fly because you're showing off for the people that are listening to Marking Out. 
Follow us on Twitter at MarkNow. Follow Dave at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Follow me, Brandon, at BTTG161. And we wish you the... Best, best of luck your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Oh.